0: Spotlight on the IndieCorner. dot I'm Beno, and
1: I'm Joe, and I'm JP.
0: Not much to talk about this week, guys. We're uh, we're back. Uh, it's been two weeks. I thought the show was due, but not a huge amount going on in British wrestling. I imagine this is going to be a bit of a, a off-topic one. But uh, how do I find you both? How's things going?
1: Knackered. <laughs> Just need to get to Christmas. I'm so
0: tired, <laughs> drained. I was thinking of the people doing the Christmas shopping, like you today, Joe. Thinking, you know, we need to we need to put a podcast out there, get the people going, get you fired fired up, get some Eastenders references going. We got uh, <laughs> we gotta do something, Joe, to, uh, to to lead into the uh, the big Christmas season.
1: Well, I was walking around um, a few shops earlier, and I was li- had various podcasts on, and I was thinking to myself. Yeah, we need to supply those who are out doing their Christmas shopping with some good British wrestling podcast goods. So what better than to be hearing my voice as you're perusing the aisle in H&M or New Look or various Lots other... Well, yeah, M&S as well. Next. Any other stores you care to add?
2: Loads, but we'd be here all day.
1: Yeah, what's your favourite store? Uh... Oh,
2: that's a good one. I was
1: trying to think of a C&A, you want to...
2: I'm not going to think of that. That's, that's, near me, there's an Asda living that's bloody useful, put it that way. I've got loads. Of, I've got like a Wilco's on my doorstep. <laughs> so, sorry, I, that's a good thing. and I'm going to stick with that.
1: Well, right, you're a Wilco's, Poundland, Poundwell, B&M bargain B&M bargains. sort of bloke, aren't you? Yeah, B&M
0: bargain's yeah. a good shop. Ho, ho, home bargains, do you have that near you? We uh, In Liverpool, for some reason, we call it home and bargain. I think it's. I don't think it's no. ever been called that, but that's just the thing we do, as well as the Asda yeah. and the Argos.
1: Oh. The, lo- the last time I ever visited Quick Save Was um, when I was in Liverpool for Ring of Honour In 2006 actually <laughs> It was the last Quick Save I ever saw
0: <laughs> Really? I didn't yeah. even think they had them That late in the alternative Summerfields Oh yeah yeah. God,
2: Summerfields <laughs> I've like, Forgotten all about that Do they that,
0: that still exist?
1: Hot Fuzz Yeah,
0: yeah It's course. the featured
1: supermarket In there, isn't it?
0: Where would you get Your weekly sh- shop from then, JP? What's your uh, What's your choice? I'm a Tesco oh, myself.
2: I'm tight-fisted, so it's, it's Aldi.
0: Fair, uh, but I like Iceland. Also... Iceland's a good shop for that for, from a budget point of view. Good, good frozen stuff. I'm not vegan, but I eat a lot of vegan food. It's good for that. Oh, it's
1: those no bull burgers. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're not really bad. Good. Really good.
1: Right. Although the cooked instructions are wrong. You've got to cook them for way longer than what it says in the back. I've had a dodgy tummy because I cooked one really for what it said in the back and, yeah, needed another good 15 minutes of cooking.
0: <laughs> See, I do that. I'll yeah. burn everything. though. I've got no taste buds. That's my problem.
1: Shocking. But the other thing me and JP like to do is, uh, during our lunch at work, we like to go to the local co-op and occasionally wait waitrose and shop for I'll the yellow labels back. on foods. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. awesome.
2: Like, there's a couple of
0: them there. Yeah. yeah. I just, like, genuinely, like, when I first got my flat with my girlfriend, you know, money's tight. It's your first time living away from home. Me and my mate, we'd go to the gym at a night, my mate's due. And when we got out of the gym, we'd always go to the local Asda and sometimes the Tesco as well, because we knew at nine o'clock on the dot was when they started putting the yellow stickers out. And there was like a, oh. it's like a whole culture of it. There was like there's always you'd always see the same people oh, yeah. there, you know, hovering like yeah. zombies in the night, just waiting for that sticker to be put on. But I tell you what, I've got some good bargains, got some you know, stakes for two P, all kinds of stuff like that. It's worth it. If you've got no pride, it's definitely doable
1: mate I've got an inn in the Sainsbury's near me 7pm you got to be there mm. and there are two nights a week when I'm often coming home at 7pm the guy knows me at this point he says <laughs> I was shopping on Saturday at about 3pm and he said alright to me this is the point we've got to so JP has seen some of the 20p bargains I've got before oh yeah you
2: bought me lunch for the next day I did
1: yeah yeah pizza express pizzas that are like 6 quid 20p nice. I've got all sorts of meat products at 20p today I popped in there actually um and i got two tuna fish cakes for 20p couldn't complain
2: if, for anyone listening if you are quite tight-fisted christmas eve is just like <laughs> yellow sticker fever <laughs> so if you're willing to stick it out to about like two three in the afternoon they just start getting rid of it because it's closed for one day it's
1: ridiculous st- i used to do the yellow stickers in sainsbury's when well, i worked at sainsbury's mm. and uh i did them on christmas eve once some of the bar they people love me Yes, yeah. I was like man of the people. You just like... putting
0: two P on like anything, just like just just to make people happy.
1: Yeah. My nan, my nan got some £8 cherries, 5p. Wow. She was over the moon. Gave my auntie a joint <laughs> of lamb for about 10p. which was about seven quid or something. I was yeah, And then lots of randomers were getting all sorts of different things off me as well. Like I had quite the queue around me. It was quite popular for once. You know? It was the first <laughs> time in my life i had felt validated like that. So I thought, well, if this is the way in, I'll carry on.
0: <laughs> See, that's better than anything you could possibly, I bet you could have got your nan for Christmas. Just, you know, some cheap fruit, like, yellow stick of fruit. That's what you want.
1: She was very happy. Saved her, a, you know, tin cherries, which is probably what she was usually eating, I imagine.
2: <laughs> she had fancy cherries that Christmas.
1: Well, she probably had no cherries during the war when she was having to live on rations and be evacuated and all that. So, you know. We'll, we'll be back there soon, Maybe cher- the
0: two weeks or anything to go for. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. sorry what am i let's, let's get on with it <laughs>
2: no, so
0: this on? is the show this it's week i mean super- oh, cost,
1: it? <laughs> yeah it was a big supermarket sweep fair in the day as oh, well was a good okay.
2: show. oh you still that was what you still get up to as a student when the, the cleaners were there you just go downstairs when the cleaners were in your halls what Supermarket sweep With the cleaners? Not with the cleaners. They were cleaning my room at the time. It was with a bloke
1: called Russell. You cleaners? Cleaning your room? It, look, it wasn't
2: She's like... He's trying to sound what? all working <laughs>
0: class, isn't he? And then he comes out with that. Oh, I just went to Brunel, honestly. It wasn't
2: like anything fancy.
1: Was Pete Dockett's room getting the same treatment? He wasn't there. It was his sister. Oh, yeah, that was it. Sorry. <laughs>
0: he did, so. <laughs> R.I.P. and Peace, Dale Winton. Uh, speaking of death, I yeah. on topic. Dan, so- Dan and my kid died. That's a thing thoughts yeah
2: <laughs> um i don't know if this is probably not, not the nicest thing to say but it's it's effectively six words hell of a wrestler polite version horrible person yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's basic
0: and that's fair is that, as, long, wrestler, horrible person. as long as you're willing to give it that balance i think because i just think there's so many people who just want to be just just pure. It's like the Benoit stuff, isn't it? Like there's still people, mm-hmm. there's still Benoit truthers out there who want him in the Hall of Fame. Who just want to purely talk about the wrestling. And I kind of get it, but I don't think you can really ignore when the man's literally written a book about all the hell horrible things that he did. Ignore that side as well. As long as there's balance, I don't agree with the throw everything out. He ever did. Pretend he had no influence on the business because he definitely mm. did. But I think yeah, you've got to have that balance of yeah, he was a pretty shitty human being despite the fact that he was a great wrestler.
2: It might have been that autobiography, pure
0: dynamite. I'm trying to think,
2: was that really the first of the the boom mm. of
1: wrestler autobiography? Foleys, I think it was just before. It was Foley's wasn't it? just before? yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it was about a year before. I and mean, so then it it was his.
2: Those were the first two. Mm. And
1: Dynamite I mean Pure Dynamite
2: is a hell of a read and you know you can't help but be involved but jesus christ mm. there's some some stories in there yeah and 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 it is and it's also a case of it's interesting how influential he's been on the business in terms of his style when you consider what that style has kind of led to that it should be as influential as it is mm. i can understand like an adaptation to it but I think there was a lot more imitation of it than perhaps anyone kind of adapting saying actually look at him he's really struggling with his back here how do you work around it
0: um i think if anything now like what you're seeing is the people who are imitating the people who were imitating him i can't remember i saw someone yeah. so rosa read an article about i can't remember who wrote it but like go into detail on that that like yeah it's the people copying benoit who was copying him it's the people copying you know those kind of mid guys who are. His influence is still there, but it's just not as obvious as it
1: No, it's hybridized, there's other styles that have grown into obviously that style as well. It's it's developed, if anything. Mm. Like his style, even though he was doing quite interesting stuff, was still quite minimalist because mm. that was kind of general style in many ways back then anyway Mm. like i've watched the tiger mask matches, the fusion army matches as well you know i've seen a lot of him and he's a really interesting rest of the watch especially when you want to watch the development of that junior style and stuff as well and i think the likes of benoit just took it to that extra level and developed it even further and then we've seen further development of it with say sort of like an osprey to a certain extent you could even argue Mm. especially when you look at how well-rounded an osprey is now but a dynamite kid i'm surprised he didn't die years ago to be honest with you he looked in a terrible state last time i ever saw any video footage of him which was that yeah. terrible documentary that oh. someone tried to produce a few years like ago the one
2: where they, they they go out there to interview him and it's just he's not he's not answering questions he's not really interested in it mm. runs contrary to what on the, the i listened to the post podcast you did And when Martin Bush interviewed Finn Martin talking about how much he kind of enjoyed being interviewed. Mm. And it's interesting because on that documentary, he just hates it, hates every aspect of it. Most of it's Davy Richards in a ring talking about Dynamite Kid
1: it's amazing as well though because like I always found his life completely fascinating because he went from being this superstar in Japan superstar in Canada superstar in WWE being flown around by Vince McMahon and I listened to Jacques Rougeau talking about how they were flown to a suite to sort out their differences by Vince McMahon and mm. well and then you think he moved back here he left everything behind and he ended up living on like a really quite grim looking council estate mm. but like the kind of place I kind of lived as a youngster, let's just say. Mm. And to think of the dynamite kid living there, (laughs) yeah, just seems... Mm. always threw me off and you know you see like the kind of life he had back in manchester and all that he left behind it was almost like he sort of said well i don't deserve this it was like he knew he was a shit person mm. and he almost mm. thought to himself well i deserve i don't know maybe the psychology of the man's makeup he felt that he deserved less than what he had possibly i
0: remember like I from like Sorry. being you know being in wigan a lot in like the mid-2000s when i was training with gpw like the odd person it would say oh yeah i saw him around in wigan town center or i saw him around in lee because that's apparently apparently, literally where he lived." he never turned up to any of their shows as far as i know um but yeah it's just kind of weird like he just he disappeared and then i mean i only noticed like the last few months and i think it's too through like the i heard it was through the connections like marty jones and people like that like i was starting to see like you know wrestlers who are uh, they're going to visit him. I think uh, Davy Boy's son went to visit him recently, um, and mm. he's got nephews who are wrestling as well. The Billington Bulldogs, the wrestling as, I think they're quite young. I saw a little bit of footage of them wrestling. They're definitely teenagers. I think they're doing that. Um, this is wrestling uh, promotion that I, I reviewed uh, a couple of shows ago. They're doing their show in I think it's February. Um, mm. So you know, they, they said, but the, the, I think that happening and his, I think his brother posting a lot about him, and again lots of wrestlers almost like a pilgrimage thing seeming to want to go out there and visit him and see him I, th- I felt like i saw a little bit more of him like at least maybe in my immediate bubble over the last six months but he was definitely a recluse in the uh in the years before that
1: interesting these billington bulldogs sound all right as well either of them got the bulldog dreadlocks at all
0: I don't think so no they're just two <laughs> skinny lads i think one of them's got longer but no dreads uh, they come out with the flags and the proper bulldog tights though as well and yeah uh, they look i, I watched the, the bit of footage i watched very very dynamite influence like you say the, the you know the snap suplex the the kind of the hard not so much the the crazy moves but the way they're hitting the moves you can tell that they're trying to right. trying to honor um their uncle so that's an interesting little that, tidbit that might come out of this it sounds quite start cool. getting booked around that real,
2: that real sort of intensity and um kind of vibe like Almost of violence, that mm. dynamite. sort of real
1: sort of. Yeah, it's like a gruff, here. gruffness yeah. in the execution, isn't there? Well, it's like the tiger. Part. It's
2: very sort of rough around the edges when you. Yeah, when you which watch is them.
1: part of the joy of them Yeah, uh, as part it keeps it looking realistic as well. <laughs> Going to say with the bulldog uh, dreadlocks. Do you know? What I found out was a massive bulldog fan recently. that had the bulldog dreadlocks as a youngster in tribute. Bulldog. No, Raoul Mo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Realmo, the man who, like, <laughs> did he kill him, Gazza? or killed a policeman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shot himself in that shed, didn't he, or something? And, and He went down
2: by the train, didn't
1: he? He did, yeah. And then Gazza turned up with a fishing rod, some chicken and a can of beer for Morty. Um, he offered to, didn't he? he Raining the in the talks. God, he I think he went, down, he went down there. But, um, yeah, <laughs> he was a friend. massive rich Bulldog fan. What? I heard about it the other day. I was like, Oh. That's an interesting story. See, if you but, want to come yeah. full
0: circle, Wigan wrestler the Juggernaut played Moat in a TV show. So I don't know if there's a connection. <laughs> like that. When he did one of those this? remakes, what what shows this? Oh, I, I do need one of those bullshit things on ITV or Channel Four or something. But that's what, I mean, I, 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 there's some six degrees <laughs> of separation there to go from Paul Gascoigne to Moat to the British Bulldog to the Juggernaut. I don't know how that works.
1: And of a dynamite kid. It's uh, quite flawed uh, <laughs> men there ultimately. Eh? Probably with a lot of m- kind of mental health issues that went undiagnosed over the years as well. So, mm-hmm. probably good we live in 2018. There's a lot more awareness about that right now, let's just say. <laughs>
0: That's, uh, uh, but yeah, Davy Boy's the one though, isn't he? Because I think you could tell that always drove, obviously, from reading the book. Hates Davey Boy Smith. <laughs> but like, you speak to anybody on the street and talk about the British Bulldogs, they know Davy Boy Smith. I, think, I don't think a lot of people even know there was a second one. I, I saw, um, I think Andy Boy Simmons summed it up, didn't he? He said when he was a kid, he thought the British Bulldogs were the uh, Dynamite Kid and the British Bulldog. That was the, that was their two names, the British Bulldogs. That's kind of like, unfortunately, to like the, the wider populace, he kind of got lost to history, didn't he? And uh, Apart from those tribute shows where, he, where he'd go as the real British Bulldog.
2: Yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, he, he's completely overshadowed by somebody whose talent he had no, he had, he had nothing but an absolute loathing of and a low opinion of. Mm. So it's kind of fascinating that he's gone. That 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 sort of bitterness has obviously always been a well doc- documented part of who he was as a person. Mm. I think, though, it's interesting to say in terms of a Hall of Fame debate. Because if you look at things like, say, the Baseball Hall of Fame, there's people like Ty Cobb in there, who are quite vile human beings mm. in terms of the behaviour, but they, they still manage to do the the separation. And I often wonder whether or not there will be something about putting the Dynamite Kid in into
1: the Hall of Fame. I could see him going in. Yeah. I know WWE didn't do a tribute, did they? I think he should go in the wwe hall of fame from a legitimate standpoint if uh, yeah. they want to acknowledge wrestling styles and what he did for a style of wrestling but also as awarding to guys as well i think of you know lessons they can learn and what not to do because mm-hmm. you know if they if they don't want to romanticize everything there's a bigger narrative and a bigger story to everything he's yeah. done That can be spoken about while someone is inducted or put into a Hall of Fame. You don't have to just talk about, I don't know, how great they are and talk about like road stories and all the rest of it. You can go down the route of, you know, raising some awareness from the induction, but also celebrating what he put in place for wrestlers in terms of a style and the development of a style as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, that, very fair-minded, that, Joe. wasn't expecting that. Um, but <laughs> I'm that sort of blind. <laughs> a reasonable take. Yeah, that's it. I think that's, we kind of, man. maybe that comes from you uh, getting away from Twitter, because it's kind of the Twitter generation thing, isn't it, where you're one or you're the other. Or I remember seeing a famous tweet by someone who will remain nameless that Sabu was cancelled after he said something racist on Twitter, and I was thinking, mm, I think Sabu said lots, lots worse than that in his life. Um, but at the same time, you can also talk about the fact that he's a trend-setting, vitally important wrestler to the industry and probably a bit of a garbage human being. Uh, I think that's a that's a fair conversation to have as long as you're willing to look at both sides of that coin.
1: To go back to my usual sort of persona and all the rest go of on, it, John. one last thing I'll say is Gary Mason's shout of, we can't forget the influence he had on such great men or such such men like um, Trevor Morgan from East <laughs> was pretty apt as well I've got to say oh, nice. <laughs> uh, good regular listener Gary Mason's part
0: <laughs> I'm not editing that promise um, before we get into more trouble I suppose we should talk a, a little bit of wrestling I think a lot of what mm. we're going to talk about in the first hour is probably going to be off topic stuff there's again one progress show that managed to get on VOD not another one but we'll go into that uh, mm. I got to Ugh. see Fighting Spirit Wrestling live as well but Outside of all the Brit rest of what have you guys been watching? Have you been? Uh, there's been New Japan's had a, had a bit of a turn for the books. I know we kind of said a few weeks ago we're getting closer to January fourth, so things are looking up. Um, this is when I, after tag league dies, my interest peaks every year. Um, I'm well up for. I'll put you on the spot doing a Wrestle Kingdom podcast now. I don't know about you guys.
1: Well, it's my birthday that day, so day after. That's- <laughs> I think I'm in London all day for that weekend actually oh. so uh, JP one of yeah, the wrestling in the
0: podcast oh I'm up for it I'm yeah, around
1: I'm, I'm around on the Monday I suppose we could do one afterwards I'd, I'd have to just you know yeah. sacrifice.
0: <laughs> Let, let's discuss it later well have, outside. To have to <laughs> <this>. <laughs> well have you been watching much New Japan Joe have you been uh, Osprey's been having uh, some bangers great to see him back in the ring
1: oh mate that tag match from the weekend the Golden Lovers against Tanahashi and Ospreay match. is one of my favourite matches of the year. That's the best tag match I've seen this year, hands down, I think. It was incredible. I was... Flipping my shit for it yesterday mm. morning. It was a lovely way to wake up after a good ten-hour kip, well deserved on a weekend. It was brilliant. Like I could have put, you know, Channel Four on and watched a bit of Tim Lovejoy and that Simon Rimmer bloke, but instead I put on some New Japan and enjoyed Will Ospreay doing his finest work. And what fine work it was! Like this match was the osprey match, wasn't it? It was all yeah. about Ospreay. Like, he he feels so much more over Mm. after that match. And it wasn't as if he wasn't over anyway. But just the way that he was given so much in the match, he was allowed to star in the match. Tanahashi gave him a platform. Tanahashi gave him a rub as well. Little bits where they're doing, like, the guitar spot together. Mm. But also just some of the shit he was putting out in the match. But the way he was made to look like a proper contender as well. I love the ending where they had to do the... um, the um, double V trigger. What do they call the uh, golden trigger? The golden trigger. And both of them just threw themselves on Osprey at the end because they knew that this was their only chance. Just there was so many little teasers in there, like him getting at the one-winged angel was a great moment.
0: I, the, the crowd were rumbling, weren't they? Like when he came out yeah. of that, and they, I think be, straight after that, way they went to kind of that high-five, flow shooting star combo. I was watching it. Like, That's oh. how you do a near fall. Like I was. Not in the knowledge, okay, there's no Osprey's here to eat the pin. I totally bought it in that moment, just based on the performance you just said, and just based on how good those spots were. Yeah. yeah. What
2: watching that match, um I mean it had me believing Osprey was gonna get the pin on Kenny Omega, mm. which obviously is, as we we kind of said, there's there's no logic that would work for that to actually be able to take place. Um and as you said, Joe, it was it was the Osprey show. Mm. The thing that's interesting that's really come out of this is, is how much more excited I am for Will Ospreay, Koa, Ibushi than I am Tanahashi Omega. And, it's not, and I'm not as down on Tanahashi Omega as, as I've heard. Some people being and not liking the build to it too much. But this Osprey Ibushi match, given the time of what they could possibly do or leading into a series this could be the series of 2019 mm.
1: yeah absolutely I think this is this is my dream match this is the match I've wanted to see more than any other match last years pretty sure um, Red Pro wanted to do it on WrestleMania weekend last year but we're told by New Japan no you can't do that because we've got plans for that at some point in the future this is specul. from what I've heard um, so yeah it was. It's great to finally see it on this platform, and the teases and what we were getting in the match as well. The
0: camera angle, you know, like you were just saying with the oh. with the interaction. When when Ospre- I mean, when Osprey lands on his face off a Rana off the top, it's always impressive. But like that camera angle was just perfect, wasn't it? Just having Ibushi looking back in just disbelief, on Osprey just standing there, and it done. Yeah naturally as well you know if it was wwe there'd be 27 camera cuts between those two moves that's... and you'd never get that moment you? it was just a natural the cameraman was in the right spot and the producer picked up at the right moment and it was just perfect like just in that moment it was like you're selling that match but that's it that is that is the match to see and i absolutely can't wait for it
1: yeah fervent the story that little bit more just it shows how simple, but how effective just a, a great camera shot can be mm. at the right time. Fair play of the, the editor, the vision mixer as well, for catching that. Mm. Great stuff. They're
2: not frightened of a, lot of, of a long take. Mm. And that's one of the things, I mean, it's, it's like a bit of a bugbear of all of, all of ours, is, is sometimes the camera work of a lot of the shows that we end up watching for this podcast. But part of the beauty, I think, of watching New Japan is, is the fact that there are long takes. Then they're, they're not suddenly petrified that you can't see the wrestler's face for a moment. I don't mind um, using the hard cam for longer than, and just sort of feeling the need to always go to the, to get everybody's reaction, just the, the kind of obsession with the reaction shot. And in fact, if you use it sparingly, like they do in this case, it kind of, it, it really adds something to it. Because if you're taking, if you're like taking away an image from that match, that's kind of, that's the image that you take from it, which says so much about how good Will Ospreay was.
0: I was, going to, I was going to say, sorry, if you're going to take an image from that match, my image was that weird Rana thing they did where Omega kind of landed on Ibushi and they all kind of crumbled down on a heap. That, that's, that's the big thing I remember. Oh, yeah. What the fuck was that? that? That was one of my big images from the match, aside from, yeah, the, the, uh, the amazing camera work.
2: I was making no one died in that one. I got seriously
0: hurt. <laughs> I, I was thinking, like, imagine trying to convince Tanahashi to take that spot like a, <laughs> what was that conversation right what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a runner off the top and we're gonna land on both yeah and 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 then yeah abushi gonna take the the weight of it and you just need to lie there and he was probably just like yeah i'll lie there cool go ahead guys do whatever the fuck you want because that kind of made the match didn't it that that clash of styles and that Tanner was well up for, for that ride i
2: think so and i think the great thing about tana it says a lot about how he his how he is as a wrestler, and there's a lot of talk obviously of wrestling philosophy at the sort of build for this match in particular, is how willing he is to let other people have the limelight. Mm. He knows what his star power is. He knows what he can do. And also at the same time, he knows the things that he can't do or that he shouldn't be doing. And there's an element of, he's happy to kind of take that back step that that the ego isn't there somehow demands that hang on a minute I'm in the main event I should be a big focus of this match
1: yeah it was to me it's like having Tanahashi's in the Zidane role and you've got Ronaldo and Messi in there and then you've got Mbappe in there as Osprey. it's just like a a wonderful mix you can get in Mm -hmm. wrestling is a construct and is a work Mm -hmm. and how often can we get this in real sport let's just say it's part of the sort of beauty of it and part of why I love it in a way I think the Osprey narrative going into 2019 is one that is going to be you know really engaging throughout the year if anything yeah. little seeds that are being planted, you just know are going to be followed up on at some point. There's a reason for all of this, and there's a reason for all of this happening now. They they wanted to get to that match. His injury hasn't got in the way of it. They've got to it in a different way to what they originally planned, mm. but they've got something there. There's yeah, something like, I,
0: isn't it, that they made sure they got there no matter what.
1: Yeah, I so hope he's doing G one next year. Oh, like he's got be. The, the excitement I feel for him in G one is. Mate, he got a four star like match against Taichi.
0: If that doesn't tell you, he should be in the G one. Yeah. I mean, and he's put yeah. the weight on as well. He's got to be going in the G one.
2: Oh, he has to be. I mean, he'll be a hell of a draw if they even those blocks out this time. Like for the love of God, if they can manage to even it out and try and possibly find a way of culling a tongue and I'd be up for that
0: <laughs> uh, just in general or you know in wrestling terms or
2: well not in general I'm not a monster but at, at the same time I don't want to see Tama Tonga again he called me on like, Twitter uh, so
0: it's fair revenge oh
2: he's a, he's a fucking twazzock that bloke um, but sorry really lost me Do, just, just on that
0: point like, like, on point that I mentioned Osprey Taichi then yeah, did you both see that one as well because that was another example of just how good I mean, we all knew how good Osprey is, but fuck me, that was... Like, for a first match back, that thing was incredible. Like, for anyone... I mean, I, I'm beating a tired point into the ground, but I've heard a million people say it. But yeah, if anyone says Osprey can't sell, watch that match.
2: Well, the, a lot of the time, the people who say that don't watch matches, they watch gifts, mm. And they just assume that that's what Will Ospreay is. Mm. And it, it, he can sell. Mm. He's been able to sell for quite some time now. I mean, he is one of the best five wrestlers in the
0: world. I watch that match, I- and I think he's real. Like I'm watching it, thinking, is he really still hurt? Like I get drawn into it. Like I don't. I'm not sure where yeah. the work begins and ends. I'm thinking, oh, maybe his ribs are still bothering him.
1: I think he's the best in the world. Yeah, I- I'll say that confidently. Like those that rival him. Are as good at his, as him at constructing a match, telling a story, laying out a match. But in terms of being able to do that in multiple different styles, mm. they they aren't the same at the same level that he is at. He can do everything. What can't he do? Mm. He like if he had, if he had to have a strike oriented match, I'm, I reckon he could pull it off because his strike game has improved considerably this year as well.
2: It's it's a funny thing we say about like how good a match he had with tai Chi because. We saw the match that he had with Tai Chi. Oh, um,
1: in Ultrigan. Yeah,
2: in
0: Ultrigan. Oh, yeah, of course. That, yeah, yeah.
1: Bloody horrendous.
2: I, 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 I remember, we...
0: remember not hating it as much as you guys, but I might have been a bit drunk at that
1: point. Mate, worst Osprey match I've ever seen
2: there. Wow. Oh, wasn't happy. I don't know why. We'd all had to drink. But, um, I hadn't. I was driving. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. But, uh, yeah, so... but And then he turns it around with this match, which I thought was the best match on the show. Mm. Part of that might have been that the Goto Abushi match afterwards, because Osprey had won, you knew the direction they were going in. They weren't going to do chaos versus chaos. It would have been just a bizarre fit. So it kind of made that a formality, which kind of took me out of the match somewhat. But um, yeah, Ospreay finishing off the year is an absolute storm. I mean, look, you've got the Ibushi match to look forward to. Then you've got the pack match to look forward to. I mean, the, the potential for what he could be doing... I wouldn't be surprised. It's not really spoken about as much, but if he's going to work American territories, is AEW going to start having a look? If that starts to become a thing, is there any limitations on that? If there are guys going to be working New Japan as well, because if you're looking to start off a hot wrestling product, like yeah. here's here's a guy that might be able to use. If he's not contracted,
1: you know, he, he doesn't have to be there all the time, hmm. but. Yeah, I think a, a All Elite wrestler will yeah. definitely make a play for him. You'd think Ring of Honor should be making another play for him as well. But I, to be honest, from a selfish point of view, I just hope he does New Japan and Rev Pro for the next year. He looks like he's on quite a few Rev Pro shows going forward as well. And if he uh, maybe doesn't overdo it, doesn't overstretch himself, I don't know when his contract's up in New Japan, if he can negotiate himself a nice little boost. I
2: think he was a 2 I want to say there was a two-year deal that was okay. signed
1: okay. this year. Yeah, okay, but because
2: yeah, that is an absolute certainty. But I remember hearing something
1: about. But, that. but be nice if he's got a bump in salaries so he doesn't have to work quite so many yeah. dates when he's in the UK as well mm-hmm. to, you know, make ends meet. And if he's just going between the two companies and doing occasional shots of All Elite, whatever happens when they start, I think that would be the perfect schedule yeah. for him. Definitely,
0: yeah. It's going to be. It feels like it's going to be the year of Osprey, and yeah, if you. I was worried we weren't even going to see him on the card, but now that he's on that Wrestle Kingdom card, as you both said, like that January is Osprey's to have, and he's in the. But allegedly, it's the opener that match, but it's by far the yeah. of that card, which looks like a stacked card. It's the match I'm most looking forward to, and if they keep Osprey in the heavyweight division, I'm probably going to be saying that all year.
3: Yeah,
1: happy birthday to me! Eh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if you look at the talent that's involved
2: in the Gauntlet match on the pre-match, on the pre match, no no rumble this year.
0: Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? No Rambo, yeah. If we do do a podcast, JPL, I was looking <laughs> forward to that. Probably turning to you for some of the older names, but Christ, yeah, that's the... Oh Matthew. I'm actually yeah. not even sure I'm off work yet this year. I might just have the morning off again, which I did last year. But that was a highlight of my year, getting up at, what, six in the morning. And sleepily watching the Rambo, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, just as the comedies <laughs> are trying to figure out what the fuck's going on.
2: Yeah, was it Juicy Gambino they had in last year? Who, I can't remember the guy who won it. He was the guy who had. Uh, he, he was a. Uh, I want to say he was an MMA fighter as well, mm. who'd come back from cancer, who won the Rumble last year.
1: I was going to say hey, Sakuraba, but no. obviously not him.
2: No, no, no. He was just. Yeah, it was, was an odd one. I mean, it. The issue with this Gauntlet match is those titles are, they're a wonderful Currican Hall sort of headliner of a, of a title, isn't it? Hmm. That never six-person belts. But you look at some of the, the talent involved, you've got a team that's Goto, Barretta, uh, and Chucky T. Then you've got Suzuki and, and uh, Killer Elite Squad, Toguchi, Macabe Yano which just there for giggles, uh, Elgin, Jeff Cobb, and David Finley. And then um, Marty Skull, Hangman Page, and Yujiro. I mean, within that, you've got
1: a good, what, eight other guys Man, the fact Suzuki, Goto, Suzuki. Marty are on the card. I'm like. thinking about good Goto is at every
2: Wrestle Kingdom. I, mean, I know, Benno, you've said as well that he doesn't do it for you, but does he, when he hits Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom, he always generally has Yeah, he was a good match out. on the
1: show, yeah.
0: Still don't care. Um,
2: yeah. But, <laughs> I, I, In that moment, you care. I don't know. After it's like, okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of a lot of people's uh, complaints about. Uh, I've heard complaints about this card, as stacked as it looks, is that there are, you know, there are a lot of Japanese talent missing, and he's one. You know, he's around all year. Uh, I don't know. I I think of him. What you think of Masahito Kakahara, JP, the uh, the winner of the Rambo last year? I had to look that up. Um, Yeah, uh, but it is. It says something, doesn't it? Like it's a very. The card is very kind of. You look at every one of those top matches, and there is pretty much at least one Westerner in every single one of them.
1: Yeah. It sort of tells you what direction New Japan is trying to go in, though, doesn't it, with international expansion, I suppose? And sometimes I think they maybe misunderstand that a little bit from, say, our perspective as Westerners and what we actually want. Um, but those in the matches, they're over in the company. There's no one there that feels like they're undeserving of being on the card. Maybe Cody is the only one I would say in a New Japan context. a G1 I'm- next year, Joe.
0: Good yeah. look at that.
1: Well, Ospreay would be there, mate. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll just be skipping a lot of uh, Cody matches. And there'll be, you know, a golden pot at the end of every rainbow when I see Will Ospreay. So, you know, I'm all right with that. <laughs> that
0: works. Anything else stand out for you then, as far as that car goes, if we, if we do end up talking about it? Love, to be honest, Kishida Taiji Shimori is one that I think will be, be killer. Maybe I could see mm. there's the rumours, isn't there, about Kishida going to WWE. He's someone who. You know, I love Kashida. I like watching Kashida, but as far as people leaving New Japan, there is only so many things you can do with Kashida. Yeah, and I think I'm he's, he's over with Western audiences, isn't he? He's always over when he comes over to the UK. He's over it when he does his Ring of Honor stuff. He's someone who I'd have some confidence in that could translate, and also he's kind of done everything you could expect him to do in New Japan. But, but again, okay. that'd be a good way to go out that match.
1: I think he'd be a great addition to NXT, I'll say that, because I'm really bored of him in New Japan. Yeah. Uh, I don't get excited for him anymore, and he's a great wrestler, and it sucks I don't get excited for him. Um, I could see him really working in NXT. Some of the other matches you'd look at on that card as well, though. So one of the matches I think is going to be a sleep match in the show is the Ishi Zack match. Mm. All of their matches together are always great. Um, and also being for the Rev Pro title as well, we've got Zach coming over the next, what, two days later to face pack as well at London cockpit, which is going to be awesome. But Zach Ishi, seeing, you know, that match, on that stage is going to be great in itself. I'm really glad that both guys have managed to get themselves a singles match on that card. Mm. And, yeah, their history when it comes to those two facing each other in singles matches is in their favour, if anything. Mm. Um, I, just looking up and down the card as well. I forget Jericho's on the card oh, again. Like it, He's always been in New Japan. He's
0: been doing some killer, like that stuff where he kind of r- runs in on the, the press conference and just how, like, you can do like a... He looks like a—I don't know—he looks like he's dressed in drag half of the time, like with his weird eye makeup yeah. stuff. And he's got a like the look isn't isn't perfect for me for, for what he's trying to pull off. He does look very middle-aged man going through a midlife crisis. But when he starts throwing those punches, there's no one who makes me believe more than Jericho in those situations. They feel like real fights. Uh, he's great at building up these matches again. I can see people saying cumulatively there's too much Western influence on this on this car, but. When you look at all the matches individually, and you look at that individually, I still want to see mm. it. I'm still into seeing it.
2: Well, I suppose ultimately it's going to depend on what Extra buys New Japan World does. And this year it's on it's on a it's on a Friday, isn't it? Mm. So they that's the first time in a few years they've managed to get anywhere close to what would be considered a, a, a good slot that isn't during the week for the for the fourth. So because of that. Uh, it depends if there's if they manage to do somewhere close to sort of a legitimate 40,000, 45,000 paid. And if they can add on sort of 20,000 new subscribers, let's say for argument's sake, mm. then it will have been worth it. Mm. It, would been, it would have been made worthwhile. And, and, I, and I wonder, depending on what they do with the um, the L.A. Dojo, because obviously they've got they're going over to the States at the same time as running the new beginning tour in January and that's that's a really interesting play and they're going to use a lot of the LA Dojo guys who, I don't know if either of you have seen it but there was like a, a five part series on the LA Dojo with Shibata
3: hmm.
2: and it's, it's interesting stuff apart from the voiceover which is complete cack because it sounds like a child at times it's just weird but he follows the LA Dojo guys and shows their match and they have a kind of real
1: Young Lions
2: match
0: Ah, Young Lions, there we go, there's, there's the JP hook Yes, that was it <laughs> well, it was one of
1: his cor- correspondent duties isn't it so that's what he's done <laughs> well on your
0: list
2: Between wrestling irish wrestling <laughs> young lions <laughs> i'm interested in I'm going to be a death match correspondent (laughs) after a while, why not? I'd be the death of you, mate. Yeah, end up in a bloody farm somewhere out in Delaware. (laughs) tournament of death.
0: No, that sounds good, because I was watching the Riddle documentaries. I imagine you've been watching them as well. Um, The stuff they've been doing from the Performance Centre, is it similar to that kind of style? It
2: it is. Um, It's very much Shibata focused And apart from, like, there's an episode where it actually talks about the four... The four guys who were there, mm. none of whom I would heard of before, but it does have it does have similarities with it. Mm. It kind of you get the impression that even if they get three out of there, they're going to get three quality wrestlers out of there. Mm. Um, it was it, it's it's an interesting process, and it'll be interesting to see how those cards are lined up and whether or not they use. A lot more American stars on them because obviously they're running smaller venues as well. So that's mm. it's like they're running like center stage and no, they're running somewhere out in Charlotte which the day oh, okay. after running LA. It's the Super Bowls on the Sunday, so oh, Friday right. they're in PW venue, isn't it? The new yeah, Glow Theater, and then they're running the Saturday in Charlotte, and that's something like a two and a half thousand arena. Um they should get right a hell of, in for it. Hell of a travel <laughs> for that one. Yeah, that would be. Get Tully Blanchard there. Mm. At least. Tessa. Um yeah, why not? Um but that's uh, yeah, so it's it's gonna be interesting to see how, how they do there. Mm.
1: Uh, yeah.
2: But going back to Wrestle Kingdom, what a fucking card. <laughs> yeah, but
0: I'm excited. Anything else? Ho- ho- yeah, hopefully like uh, I mean they're obviously going, like you say, they're going all in on the Western audience. Maybe they're hoping the few more, they get a few more fight buys, get more like from this end of the world. I think it's like thirty odd quid on fight for some reason, despite the fact you can get it for six, seven pounds on, on for New Japan well for a whole month. That's a bit weird. Maybe yeah, maybe they're putting their all, all their eggs in those kind of baskets and hoping that uh, they, they draw some big money. Uh, it's obviously a big part of the expansion and a big part of their identity now. But yeah, I've definitely heard some grumble.
1: Me and JP are going to have a wrestling party that day, aren't we? Well, it'll be in the morning, so I don't know if you'd necessarily say it be a party.
0: It'll well, cups of tea.
1: Coffee.
0: Right. Yeah. This is your party your birthday celebrations?
1: Um, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Uh, JP's invited himself around for the day. <laughs>
0: the How course. else would you want to spend your birthday?
1: <laughs> I want to tell exactly 6am 6,
0: 6 on your birthday. We're,
1: get we're up. not watching it live. <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch it on delay.
0: Oh, I, was gonna, I was about to threaten to get the train down then, but now I'm not doing it oh yeah. mate you
1: feel free if you fancy it <laughs>
0: <Nah>. <laughs> hopefully i can at least can even, as long as if i can get it off work that's going to be a start it's a weird one that trying to explain to <laughs> work why i specific i said oh can i have the day off and they're like no no you can't have it i was like well can i have the morning they're like, "Oh, what are you doing i was like ah, um like how do i explain i want the morning off to get up at six in the morning to watch japanese wrestling <laughs> 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 it's not the easiest to it. i think i just made some bullshit up about having like an appointment or something hopefully i'll get away with it hopefully nobody listens to this podcast but Oh, wow. Mate, we've
1: all been there. I remember a couple of years ago, I cancelled my morning lessons because I was like, well, I have to, tell them to come in slightly later because I want to watch WrestleMania." <laughs> yeah. And then a couple of the students were like, "We're coming later because of WrestleMania." Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's just it's it's the life of being a British wrestling fan, isn't it? It's kind of what it is. Yeah,
1: they were watching Mania as well. They got it. Yeah, they appreciated it. Yeah, that's it. we need
0: more. <laughs> i was looking for oh, them.
1: No, so I was looking out for the students, you know, yeah. they were watching Mania as well. I've been a good teacher.
0: <laughs> Taking care of them. What we need is we need more shows on like Friday nights, like Ring of Honor were on last Friday, weren't they? And, I, yeah. and I couldn't I had other plans, so I could I ended up not being able to watch it. But like that's ideal. When it's not like a Sunday night or like a Friday morning, that's what you want. Did I do you watch that one, Ring of Honor? Speaking of fight books, that was like thirty five pounds on fight. I don't know if you want to have the piracy yeah. conversation, but that, that's a, that's just an encouragement. I mean, I've got the fight book, so I'm quite happy to to splash out um, using my fight credit, but fucking hell, who's paying 30-odd quid to watch Ring of Honor?
2: Um, I'll be know. honest, not me. <laughs> cashy fight boxing, didn't you? I did. I did it all with all in. Literally went all in on yeah. that one. Still
0: got like 300 left, but the running low, you know, it's like my, my mate Matty keeps making me buy him shows. Uh, I've got the credit, so I don't mind. Hopefully, nobody, none of the good people from Fire listening in. Uh, we can we can <laughs> top our credit up WrestleMania weekend. JP, we'll will get going again. Oh yeah, it's like
2: F- it, fingers crossed, general public. It's, it's like the, the when, When's have gone wrong before?
0: <laughs> it just encourages piracy. It's like I was um, completely off topic while we're rambling for this first hour. Like I, I've been watching Sopranos again from the start. And I was oh, thinking, you
1: lucky man! I thought,
0: you know, it's been a few years that I, I haven't done it in a while. And I thought, yeah, I want to watch it through. I've been watching it. I don't remember a fucking thing, which is great. It's it's like when I rewatch The Wire, and it's like you remember the the general overview, you remember certain situations, but like the 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 nuances of the episodes and even characters, you just don't remember whatsoever. Um, still can't stand Tony's sister or mum. Uh, they're still a tough watch. Janice, Janice, oh, what a terrible character, uh, or or a really Jira. good character. I Maybe mean, she's just a good heel. Is that what it is?
1: She's like the Stephanie McMahon of the show. Yeah. She's bloody yeah. annoying, yeah. and you can't wait to see her get a comeuppance. And she does in the form of having like several terrible boyfriends. But yeah. <laughs>
0: Like Richie oh, April. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. What, what's Richie April's yeah. um, WWE equivalent? Would he be test?
1: Uh, well, he's kind of someone who comes in for a bit and does like a big angle and a big feud for a while, but then gets knocked off. So <laughs> The
0: Patriot. I mean, that kind of fits test, so
1: that's this. That's uh, Richie April's better than the Patriot yeah <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah but, it would have been like I don't know bringing Terry Funk in back in the day yeah I get that to have a kind of wild run yeah okay. unstatty settle the place and then buggers up back to his realm
0: I can't yeah. believe how much of it there is as well I've got two series in and I've still got like 60 episodes left but yeah to me point it was like I thought I want to watch it there must be a legal way to watch it Sky haven't got it it's not on now TV <laughs> I've even even got HBO Go, and my HBO Go wasn't working. Uh, I've got a login that I do pay legitimately for, um, and I couldn't find it. And the only way I could watch it was to buy each season individually on VOD. Guess how much one season is to watch in HD on VOD? 20 quid. 25. Per season. Oh, wow. Six seasons. Wow. So... Yeah, I was straight on the pirate bay. Um, it's just, a, I mean, if you again similar to the Ring of Honor situation, if you're ever going to encourage anyone to pirate, that's how you do it. Um, I've been burnt before. I got, I used to that. Uh, yeah. Do you, you ever buy films online? There used to be Blinkbox, the company used to sell them, and they went. Oh, out they, they went out of business and transferred all my all my films to Talk Talk Video. Then they went out of business. So for the last six months, all of the films that I have bought, I've not had. And then I found out that there's like a company Wuaki, I think they're called, um, recruiting. I think they're owned by. It used to be the old Play.com, I think it was. Yeah, uh, yeah that's. Apparently, cool. they were honouring old talk users' purchases, so I went to them. And fair play to them. Within a couple of days, they gave me all my purchases back. But again, for the last six months, I've been feeling like just like why was it, why would you why would anybody pay for films online? I have probably got to th- rethink my uh, my life choices there
2: that's it. It, it it's because there isn't a kind of a catch-all thing where you pay i don't know 30 to 40 pounds a month mm. and it just cover all of the various films and and music that you might be interested in it just sort of sort of a consolidated package that basically says you can do this and you might it might be a week two weeks after a cinema release so mm. something along those lines just sort Which of
0: convenience, so that's all i want at a reasonable price i'll i'll pay four or five pounds for a film as long as you tell me that i'm going to be having it for the rest of my life, I and mean, that it's easy to click play and watch. Um, but where, when you start getting to silly money, like thirty odd quid for a Ring of Honor pay per view, that's when uh, I do start to doubt my attempts to be moral in my online purchases.
2: That's it, yeah. and I mean, you—you you haven't have you managed to see the ring? You haven't managed to see the Ring of Honor show yet.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen the whole thing. Yeah, um, it, fun show. Uh, I a, a bit of a stink yeah. of. Um, everyone leaving and them not having a huge amount to step in its place but yeah I really enjoyed it did, did you both end up watching it then you've found a way there's a there's a uh,
2: I'm trying to think there's I haven't seen Marty Scal Christopher Daniels and I'll be honest Jay Lethal, Jay Lethal Cody Rose I was bored shitless I'm no surprise there mate Um. so of that match, I was completely zoned out. But the other stuff
1: I, I actually know, tell a lie, Matt Tave and Dalton Castle. Ah, oh, that's the quintessential shite ring of honour match, if you ask me. That's the, we haven't really invested anyone. There's these two guys who really aren't that great, mm. but have a piece of them two on our card. Um, yeah, I'm glad Castle they started signing.
2: something possibly a couple of years ago. He felt somewhat fresh. But he just it, Between injuries and a terribly timed title run, it was a bad move to put it on him.
1: Yeah, I've never, thought, I've never seen anything in him in the ring, if I'm honest with you. And I've always thought the gimmick is one that will take him so far. I mean, he'll stagnate with a gimmick like that. Damn. I never see that gimmick taking anyone beyond a certain level. Um, mm. And to me, he was complete evidence of that. But what I've watched the show, I skipped through it. Mm. Um, the matches i watched, I really, really enjoyed. The um, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jonathan Gresham match was a yeah. great way to introduce Zack. Like, Zack's a guy they should have been trying to bring in a long time ago. It's Another one that Gabe Sapolsky managed to get for Evolve when Ring of Honor just were not getting talent and were just using the same guys over and over again. And it's great to see Zach here; it's long overdue. And I love the style they used in this match. Um, like
0: aggressive, technical, wasn't it? It was like it was technical uh, wrestling, but not like just your whole my whole stuff like you'd see on the Indies in the early two thousands. It was like a, a real struggle and a real fight. Wasn't it? I? Absolutely loved it. I thought, I genuinely thought that was the best match on the show.
1: Really, because for me, I love, love the ending of Zach Gresham as well. Like, I loved how uh, Gresham went for that kind of like bridging pin oh, Zach yeah, does. It's like, you're <laughs> not beating me in my own game, pal, <laughs> and just put him down straight away. But for me, the best match on this show was the Jeff Cobb against Adam Page match. Great. Like, oh, man, I was going mad for that. Like, this was the best Jeff Cobb match I've ever, ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Possibly the best Adam Page match, the Akada match at G1, I'd love, but I thought these guys were on fire. Like, their styles meshed so well. And when you get a hot Hammerstein ballroom reacting in the way they were, Mm. oh, there's nothing better. The atmosphere was amazing during this. Like, Page, I think, has got to be one of the most improved guys in 2018. Like, Mm. going into 2019, I think he's got a big year ahead of him. Um, The upside
2: is crazily high with him.
1: I think his style is weirdly unique as well because yeah. he who has a lot of high flying but his high flying feels it doesn't feel like normal high flying it's not like yeah. clean high flying like a pack it feels like he's brawling while he's high flying so
2: it's like, like the buckshot clothesline is that you know there's an element of of kind
1: of aerial mm. maneuver to
2: long yeah. into a lariat it so feels really like
1: really rough and like ragged and yeah. ready and he's using it's like he's using his body as a weapon mm. constantly yeah. Like, the way he does those, like, dives off the ropes to the outside, it doesn't feel like some clean, nice manoeuvre. It's like, oh, fuck you almost, the way he does it and the aggression he does it with. Like, there's something he's got that I've not seen a lot of guys ha- have with their offence, the way they're using their offence. So, for me, that was that was match of a night, I've got to say.
0: We've had, the, like, the conversation before, haven't we, about Page, where it's like, I'm not as big a fan of the, the shooting star to the outside thing as you are, like, to the point of, like... How aggressive that bookshot Lariat is and how well how well timed it was in this match. The shooting star, for me, doesn't always connect the best. But in this match, again, it being countered into a belly-to-belly by Cobb was just a perfect yep. spot. Like That oh. that was almost the spot, wasn't it? That's the spot that got the crowd into it. The crowd were hot from that moment on once they did that. And that was just absolutely perfect as well. I definitely echo your thoughts. The best, best page match I think I've seen.
2: Oh, yeah, and I was going to say, the only Cobb match I can think that ever is is that high is the match he had against uh, Matt Riddle in progress. Mm. Oh, actually, yeah, that uh, was, was great. Which was yeah. which was incredible, and that was one of the few times where somebody had basically said to the pair of I remember Riddle telling us afterwards, was, oh, yeah, they just said, go out there, you, you've got 20-odd minutes, you do what you're going to do. Mm. And in this case, it felt like he was with an opponent who has a really, you know the year he's had, the mind he has for wrestling to kind of get the best out of Cobb as well. Um, I would say, I mean, as far as sort of pure matches go, that would be the match of the night with obviously the ladder war match being just sort of balls out craziness. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of fun stuff in there. Yeah. And a a sort of almost a fitting way for the Young Bucks to finish up in Ring of
1: Honour, really. Say, remember in the last podcast where I spoke about the revolving tag yeah. scene and Ring of Honour where they're just the same teams over and over? <laughs> it was the match, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> It'll be the last time because both SoCal Uncensored and the Bucks have apparently gone. Yeah. It was very it, familiar, just... wasn't it? It, it, it?
0: I had the fun watching it, yeah. but it was very familiar. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it was – the crowd were, were well into it. It was kind of back shit enough for – there was you were never bored watching it, but yeah, there's that real familiarity. I mean, it's it's funny with all of these changes of what's going on in Ring of Honor and and the amount of people that are going. It shows how little they and we said this last time, how little they prepared for everyone leaving. Mm. They didn't have a next level to kind of come up, and and um, also uh, at the same time, the people they're going to be trying to push. There's there is some interesting names there. I mean, you, obviously the you know Marty skills being built up, but then how long, much longer is he going to be there for sort of what? Like he feels another, like he find his time. Yeah. yeah, so so he'll be there. Is Gresham finally going to get pushed up the card? Mm.
1: Because I can't see it somehow. I, I think they should bring Chris Brooks in, and they should have Gresham and Brooks tag yeah. the CCK. I think they'd really get over, especially if Gresham starts doing the CCK uh, stuff he's been doing over here. I think for a long time, Ring of Honor haven't used
2: enough of a British influence because they run, they do run a good few shows here, and I think that's that's a problem. Is that there's people that they could have on their big shows that they that they've chosen not to do it. They've chosen
1: not to do that because. Hey, the Beer City Bruiser needs a match. <laughs> <So, laughs>
0: hey, they're bringing Bandido you know, in, though. So, you know, that, that's an improvement.
1: I think he's a steal. I think he's a really good yeah, sign, in, mm-hmm. especially uh, considering All Elite, obviously, wanted his services as well. I thought he'd held out for them. So I think he's going to really add something. Um, mm-hmm. Look forward to seeing Brody King as well. But it feels like they've been forced in deciding new talent, whereas it feels like they should have been. Like, why is Kenny King still getting on these cards? Like, Kenny King's fine. But Kenny King hasn't been hot in so, so long. And, like, one of the things I I found as well is you heard about the end of the Philly show where they used the Bucks and Cody's farewell as a way to get heat on Bully Ray, Silas Young and the Briscoes. Right. (laughs) That sounds ridiculous. Like, people want that moment. But if you're going to try and get heat on someone, try and get heat on someone you're trying to make or someone who's like a hot upcoming star whose rep could be furthered with that. Not Bully Ray. Like, why does he need that? absolutely ridiculous. It's never going to be paid off in any way. It just felt silly to me. And this is coming from someone who actually quite enjoyed Bully Ray versus Flip Gordon the night before.
0: Yeah, it was a good. Yeah. It was. I watched that thinking like it was a good schmoz match. It was a good bullshit match. But most of the reviews I read were people saying, "Listen, we've had to put up with six months of build to this thing. You don't understand how painful it's been just to get to this moment. So maybe that's a match for people like us parachuting in more than anything. Uh, but yeah, Bully Ray in, in general, I don't really want to see. Yeah, that's. I mean.
2: If they're going to employ what is basically Arsene Wenger's transfer policy towards the end of the year, then I don't worry <laughs> about it. Where, like you say, he was, you know, at the end he was like, alright, I do have to spend some money, so I'm going to just sort of spend it without really thinking, you know, effectively try and buy the same player. Mm. player who likes to play off the main strike but ends up being played forced to play wide left.
1: Perhaps that could be their Ozil. No,
2: I'm hoping Zach is Zach should have been their Bloody Toraya is what is what Zach
0: should.
2: They're a Bama Yang.
0: I just hope um, it doesn't mean we see less of him because, like, that's kind of what happened with yeah. Osprey when he went to Ring of Honor, wasn't it? And Marty, you know, gone away and never came back. I think he's lost his passport. It's like, yeah, I hope that like it's it's something where he can do that, but you're still going to see him on Rev Pro shows and stuff.
2: That's it. You're saying, I mean, saying earlier on, and he sort of ties it back round mm. to when we were talking about Will Ospreay, um, that the, the the place, you know, the idea, if he was going to be in Ring of Honor, like, you'd have to be pushing him as the top guy. Mm. No dicking around. No, well, Jay Lethal's been here a while.
1: No. Matt Taven, mate. He's, no. you know, he's there to push as well.
2: You know, you've said it before. People need to think about what... Um, delirious has actually done in terms of the booking and actually at some point start to go you know things need to change needs to change drastically rather than selecting the same group of guys who are all basically trained exactly the same way and are completely nondescript Thinks that means you the kingdom
0: <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um, anything brit Res, you guys have been watching before we we move on to some of our main subjects i suppose we should before we We get into trouble, JP. You were telling me off air. You were uh, you're very much enjoying the ICW show. I don't know if you ever finished that thing, or if there's uh, (laughs) anything else you'd rather talk about.
2: I've. This is the last time that I watched this, and you know, this is someone who sits through like probably all of Triple Mania, even the really bad stuff. It's shit. It's it's absolutely fucking terrible. Was it ever good, JP?
0: I don't. I I I know people who, who will strongly say that it was once good I don't buy I, I don't remember it ever being good I mean maybe maybe I picked the wrong shows over the years but I've watched I've watched plenty of ICW and it's never to me it's never been good no it's just like a
2: support group for people who don't want the attitude era to end it's, it's, what it is. it's the same thing and the crowd size and say about it being down to 2k I don't mind Billy Kirkwood as a commentator Funny enough I don't mind that and in terms of the production side. They are actually quite good. But Jesus, like the storylines.
0: You're not into Mark oh. Dallas angles, JP, no?
2: Oh, wait. I, I saw this one because the last time I'd seen this was the last. show. he's a heel... He, you know, well, the, so he's a heel. That bloke, the wee man. Who, I don't it. know, I
0: don't it's, it's never the been the He's a heel owner,
2: yeah. What? Yeah, he's a heel owner. Right. Who so starts out, actually loves American wrestling, so he puts on a Make America Great hat. And he's got rid of a couple of the usual lackeys that come out with him at the beginning. The other two blokes threw him out. It was like, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> um, Red Lightning's still there. Manages the Rudo
1: stable. What's that? It's a stable. For who? <laughs> Red Lightning. Oh, uh,
2: Kenny Williams was in it. Right. God, how he, how far he sunk. Um, yeah, there was just... It started off with that opening match. What was it, 16 TLC match. I not have a fucking clue what was going on. <laughs> just watching it, I am just like, what is happening? Then it was Kenny Williams, and it was like... Meh. like I remember seeing him at Progress, and I actually think, oh, I really liked Kenny Williams. And he thought, oh, he might do something... NXT UK, I don't know what he's done wrong, but fucking hell is he son. Joe Hendry, Mikey Whiplash. Oh, Mikey he's Whiplash. Ten minutes, I'm never getting back. The only note to make the for that I'm one gonna...
0: was LOL Mark Dallas, because that was the match, wasn't it, with the Mark Dallas bullshit. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what it had. It had... Um... It, who are these people who think Mikey Whiplash is good? I've always been very confused by them. It's, uh...
0: I think it's those progress what? shows where he, every time he came out, he sucked the life out of the room. I think that's the kind of yeah. plus his like dour Twitter presence that have always salved me on Mikey. YouTube i I think he's solid, but
3: I've ne- never are big fans
0: of him because I, I can't think of it. Yeah, him. I have. Wow. I've
1: heard people talk about how you know, he's like great fundamentally, and he can work great death matches Where's and heated angles, and I've just been like, what the fuck are you watching?
2: Yeah, I've seen this stuff, and it's just it's just terrible. It's absolutely fucking shocking. It really is. There was all this bollocks. Was it some Andy Wild? I don't
1: know who he was. There's someone who used to post on the Raja forums, that I was on the back of they Called Andy Wild. I've always wondered if it's him. If, if, it, so, if it is,
2: let us know. He's, he's tell- <laughs> the, there was the coffee match. Which honestly, it's got the the ironic thing is for a match with a lot of coffee in it is. I felt like falling asleep.
0: Zero gravity <laughs> match that mate. It was for the zero gravity title apparently. I think. Oh, coffee versus coffee. But it's fine. Oh. They, they, they had the blood feud, but the mates on WWE UK and the mates again now, so it's all yeah, good. it's fine.
1: And it's going to be better when you see Joe coffee headline the first Takeover UK. Oh, for mate. fuck's sake! Well,
2: as long as he's wearing that suit and delivering a really slow promo, then I'm sure it'll be amazing. Oh, for fuck's sake!
1: Jesus. Backslapping and gorilla. <laughs> hey,
0: the six man was good though, JP. The uh, British style six man. Did you not like that? I enjoyed kind of really. no I jo- <laughs> I enjoyed them healing it off a little bit. I thought that was fun. Um I thought Noam Dar was I, terrible, but Noam was always terrible, so what
2: are you gonna The know? match I was
0: comparing it to
2: was the match at WrestleRama that I saw, which was Kings of the North versus British Strong Style. We had them British Strongstyle as kind of English heels. Mm, yeah. And yeah. It, that was a great match and Kings of the North uh, you know, th- there are obviously limitations to them, but it worked perfectly, and it was it was a wild match. And, you know, and they went over in the end, and the crowd were really happy with it. I mean, I could give less of a shit, really, about Noam Dot and Golf Wayne. I'm not bothered in the slightest. <laughs> BT Gun. Like,
1: occasionally I, I, I just forget he's there. I think I've seen one BT Gun match, and that was yeah. live, and it was a match that involved beer and Jimmy Aver, so I switched it was, off.
2: It was It was just... It was what it was, but I wasn't. There was nothing in it that I thought that I'd I'd seen. And again, it's it's. I'm not invested in Noam Dar in the way that a lot of I.C.W. fans would have been. or, or Wolfgang. No, but you don't understand him. No,
0: he comes out right and he puts his arms behind his back like he's Liam Gallagher. So uh, he's got charisma. So you know, or, he's a lot and on is young.
2: Yeah, he, well, he tweets everything in a Scottish accent, so that's actually you know. He's quite funny on that. Yeah, he's young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's. I mean, the what did you think of the Viper, Kaylee Ray,
0: match? That was fun. That was, to be honest, the the, the high that points was... of the car was like that middle bit. Yeah, with the six man and with that and the kind yeah. of. I don't know. The, the, I think I've seen bad women's hardcore matches before, and this was you know definitely on the the upper end. They they went for it as well, taking the thumb tap bumps and the barbell bar yeah. bumps and. Yeah, I, I generally like. I hated the card all in all. Really, I thought it was a really tough four hours to get through. But I did enjoy that.
1: Was it Becky Lynch, Charlotte? Good. No. Um, no.
0: No. Okay. No. I mean, I mean, you're invested in both of them
2: because you know they're both really good. Mm. And of like of of the card, it was the one match I
1: think where I thought I
2: kind of like every both people involved mm. in this match rather than, say, just one.
1: I've said it before, the best Scottish wrestlers are the females. Mm, Sammy Jane, these two, like, they're three of the best women's wrestlers in the UK, if you ask me.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the the problem was, again, you watch that, and what was it followed by But the tag title match? (laughs) Which was, I mean, I think you need to see it. The Yestin Reese Bram versus the Kinky Party match.
0: Mate, I saw it. I couldn't tell you anything that happened. Oh,
1: I
2: don't. Oh, know like. I'm not going to watch I, that. I
0: remember Bram doing a dive for a table.
2: It was a lot of just people doing punches. It was
1: Bram's just good at that, isn't he?
2: Awful. And then they had yeah. Oh, and then they went into the torching. Grado, James Storm.
0: Oh, that was Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Oh, see Joe. You know Jeff Jarek doing it and a TNA heel turn. I mean, I, I would have thought that would be watching the show. I mean, if you're going to take influence from anywhere, I'm not sure TNA is the place. But I assume him and James Storm are now going to take over the company and run roughshod. I'm sure there's definitely going to be oh, follow up there. The uh, seriously? On Grado. No, I'm sure it's going absolutely fucking nowhere. But but, <laughs> but yeah, he did. He got his guitar out and he did turn on Grado.
1: Well, if Jarrett gets back on the peeve, as they say, up in Scotland, he'll be back. But let's hope he doesn't.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: so maybe Mark Dallas has moved on from the Attitude Era to sort of watching, I don't know, 2003, (laughs) 2004 TNA. I'm I'm with it. I'm moving up with the times now. We've gone (laughs) to
1: the Attitude Era. It's a natural transition. Now get me Eric Watson, Abyss. He likes those weekly pay-per-views they were doing. In fact, I'm surprised Abyss wasn't on this card. Yeah, yeah, that's a seems
3: point.
2: you to be perfect for this kind of yeah. stuff. Um, the main event was... Oh, man.
1: Jackie Polo Jackie versus Pol- Lionheart was the main event of their biggest show of the year. Yeah,
0: it was It was title versus career, mate. There were big, big implications here between these two. Lionheart, the heart,
1: the main event <laughs> of fucking Hydro. Lionheart.
0: <laughs> ah, Jesus.
2: Jackie Polo's dressed up like the Jeff Jarrett in WWF.
0: Yeah Double. which was weird cuz Jeff Jarrett had nothing to do with that match like
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what i thought i thought this would make sense i know sense.
0: that's his thing but yeah that genuinely this was that was the moment when i got to that main event where i wanted i really did wish i was watching weekly tna pay per views cuz there was far better stuff on we got Elix skipper running across the top of a the cage There was great stuff in early tna uh, if you're going to take influence take influence of the good stuff I, I don't know. The feeling I
2: had after watching this entire show was Scottish fans are being really hard done by. But they think but it's maybe...
0: good, uh, Do they? Really? <laughs> because the people who give me grief think it's good. So oh, actually, yeah, Man, I shouldn't. To, I shouldn't say all yeah, of the Scottish I'll
2: just people. Brief back of this, I, I would be genuinely fascinated to know why.
1: Well, over two thousand of two thousand of them at least mm. don't think it's any good anymore. True, and, yeah. Four thousand from two years ago. Don't think it's any good anymore. So they're gradually dropping away. Like you know, I spoke about life expectancy in Glasgow before. I don't know if that's got anything to do with it. I know people are dying off young or whatever, but four
0: thousand of them surely not. You're doubling down there, Joe, aren't you? We didn't get any. We didn't get. Any, we got no threatening letters from our last podcast. I think we'll uh, maybe we'll get them now.
2: I think I think that's the rating we go boys. isn't it? How much grief we get at the end at the end of a show. I
0: quite like Scotland, but yeah, I.
2: I or, I remember at the end of this thinking, I hope Discovery Wrestling does really well. And that sounds like a really bad thing to say, because you don't want companies to necessarily go out of business. Mm. But ICW just feels like, if it was a busted flush last year, then it's it's completely gone down the shitter now. Just <coughs> awful.
1: <laughs> and we'll not be reviewing Fear and Loving <laughs> oh, <please>. in 14. <laughs> I think some of your finest work oh. has been your ICW reviews.
2: I don't know why. Afterwards, I thought, why, why did I watch
1: this? You
3: just I can't help fundament- yourself. I
2: can't. If it's shit and it's there, it's like, I'm, I'm curious to see how bad this is. I'll end up watching Juggalo, the Mate, Juggalo
1: Championship. Bad movie. wrestling to you is like a fine shot of bourbon put in front of Jeff yeah. Jarrett. You
0: just can't. That women's it. extreme wrestling
2: stuff? That was just too bad, though. That was like,
1: Jesus, that was next level stuff.
0: <laughs> That's what we need. JP's Bad Wrestling podcast coming soon. To the the corner. I think there's a lot <laughs> in that.
1: Well, he's got uh, his really Eurograp, a... so he's, you know, <laughs> flirting with us anyway. So. Yeah, so, you know, the stuff we've seen so far, yeah, G- goods. Yeah, JP, are we not
0: enough for you, or what's the deal? Sorry? Are we not enough for you, or what's the deal there? Yeah, do you know rap? what? Well,
1: I feel a little bit like the Alfie Moon to your cat Slayer. There <laughs> like, you go. Yeah, I, I love you dearly and uh, you love me i'm sure but you just love the attention of others as well and you can't resist flirting with others and you know <laughs> being validated by others like cat slater and i'm sitting here like alfie moon the jilted lover once again when cat get taken up a back alley by mickey webb from the bill you know it's quite tough being me sometimes mate
2: but well, well, you're not, you're, but you're not satisfying me, are you?
3: That's, <laughs> that's
1: the other side of this story, eh? Yeah, maybe, maybe. What can I do to satisfy you? Watch some European wrestling, <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, we might be
2: able to have a chat about it. Right, until that day,
1: or listen to the podcast. But that would yeah. be like being a cuckold and watching my lover get fucked by someone else. So I don't know if I can <laughs> do that. <laughs>
0: that's a, that's Sorry. Isn't it? I watched the JP. I was into it. I don't know what that says about me. All yeah, I mean, I would,
2: I would say we are planning on doing some some other. Um, other shows and I don't think it's all good in, in Europe I think there's we've we've kind of been quite lucky that the first couple of shows have been stuff that's been quite fun to watch pretty nasty and hungry at the moment isn't it what in terms of the Hungarian yeah yeah. that's that's not meant to be not meant to be good at all but again I haven't got around to watching it it's hey. so all this new Japan <laughs> stuff I was and...
0: hungry not there no? not, not, not working the territory <laughs>
1: I was talking more about Victor Orban, if I'm honest, but <laughs> JP got it confused with wrestling.
0: I, I wanted to, to uh, before we get to the serious stuff. I wanted to ask JP about seeing her on Graham Norton. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. oh yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. an Irishman, a wrestler. It's your dream, is it? It
0: was
2: that, but it was also Matthew McConaughey, who clearly watched a bit of World Car Class, because he made <laughs> Scandor bar. Yeah, he did. Kerry like really like Von Eric
0: throwing tomatoes was it Adam or something like that? He was talking about. Some-
2: I thought, yeah, at the Sportatorium, because I used to have the videotapes of that mm. back in the day. We like got some of the first tapes, so I was like well up on the Chris Adams, Steve Austin feud, yes. Lady Blossom and <laughs> Jeannie Clark. Yeah, that, that, that was the gateway, and you knew what I was looking at at that point.
0: You and a... Matthew McConaughey, that's what it is. That's what you got, and you always knew you'd have something in common. Yeah, so,
2: well, <laughs> I think we got something else in common, but
0: <laughs> That's kind I'll... of what I was getting at, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is all staying in by the way
1: smoked a bifter in 15 years actually did you feel like I was judging you because I was I've gone 15 minutes mate yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry that's alright um did you ever see when Snoop Dogg was on Graham Norton with nah. The Rock, and he was like, and The Rock was talking about his dad being the first ever African American tag team champion, and Snoop Dogg was like, a Tony Atlas man," and like Snoop, you know, Snoop Dogg being a wrestling fan was what bollocks. Hmm. He came across like he properly was, like he knew his shit. When and The Rock and him were like really getting on on the sofa and stuff. It was quite nice. That was,
0: hey, that be- was the McConaug- McConaughey vibe. That is kind of the same thing, wasn't it, JP? With like Cena, kind of. Yeah, playing playing rock, you know, he's budget rock, isn't he? In Hollywood, so it kind of kind of works.
1: He's like Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: he is very much like. But it was it was surprised thought.
0: oh McConaughey. Yeah, you could get him.
2: perhaps produce a HBO series. There you go. That's what wrestling needs.
0: You and what, him. Which wrestler would you be if you did like a you know like a, a, a the wrestler remake? Uh, or maybe with that kind of film, like battered seventies eighties wrestler. Can't tell of who. He should be.
1: I reckon, well, this this isn't right, but, t- you know, Terry Fraser? Yeah. Did you ever see when he, like, reinvented himself? And he yeah. was he was trying to look like Matthew McConaughey. Like, I remember the first time I'd seen him when he reinvented himself, I was like, he just looks like Matthew McConaughey, but, like, a budget version of him. <laughs> I don't know if that was just me who thought that, but he really did. But,
0: yeah. I can, I can, I can see McConaughey being, being, like, Tracy Smothers. That could work. That could work. Oh, The yeah. Tracy Smothers biopic, I'd watch that. You you go from the highs of like the, the the incredible matches he had, you know the right up until the Freddie Joe Floyd running the BF, but you can you could end it where he's like selling DVDs at uh, at house shows, uh, still kind of working the marks, doing his FBI gimmick. You could make some make some money out of that, as well as getting all the Young Pistols stuff in and all the classics. Oh yeah, stuff.
2: there's um possibly as like an old as a. Kevin Von Erich but Kevin Von Erich for today oh that'd be good Just wander around without his shoes on I think you could do
0: that following the Von Eric boys around they did like an impact didn't they like about three years ago where we got really over big that's where you could end the story their big comeback to TNA <laughs> <laughs> no? is that a big movie moment? I remember watching a couple
2: of their matches they were great I never hear anything of them these days do you? No, yeah.
0: not really, no. That was kind of the last you kind of heard. But yeah, maybe he could get the name out there. Hopefully, yeah. Maybe, maybe Cena could get in his ear and, uh, and talk him into so. Some...
1: You know if they end up doing that film and it's TNA based at the end, Jarrett will get a set sort of somehow as well.
2: <laughs> He's everywhere.
1: Oh, will. Yeah.
2: Smartest man in wrestling. Ooh, Jeff? And I'm sure he'll have some sort of Global Force gold <sighs> logo stitched on his yeah. clothes somewhere.
0: Do you, do, you think that, do you think there really are five Jeff Jarrett's or do you think he's just a very busy man?
1: Well, since shaving his hair has kind of changed it on the five Jeff Jarrett's front. He looks a bit like um, Stephen Avery of the Shaved Head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perhaps it was Jeff. <laughs> One of the five. <laughs> uh, mystery solved. Yeah, oh.
1: while well, he was off at Tranmere Rovers as well. <laughs> that was... A, you'll be going with that. Wouldn't, wouldn't you, Prentice? They...
2: Oh, definitely.
0: I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be front row for him and uh, Jimmy Bullard. That'd be, uh, yeah. they could talk me into the building. Those two.
2: They'd make an atmosphere. at Prenton Part look like sort of Tony Bellew and Creed, shouldn't they? Can
1: have this massive sort of fan reaction. Guess <laughs> Shane Douglas in as well. Return to Burke and <laughs> <work>. and Sabu. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all the boys be like all in all over again. That's what I want. To I want to be anyone. Tiny
0: Iron. Look, any, anyone gives me thousands of pounds, that sounds very similar to the card that I'm going to run. Uh, that <laughs> plus we, I'm going to do a retro ring of like an ECW one night stand before ROH 2004. They're, they're my two uh, big plans if I ever win the lottery. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of Merseyside wrestling, uh, yeah. I probably probably get into a uh, fighting spirit our oh, second to last thing we're going to talk about today i went to uh to their show fighting spirit wrestling in uh in mcgold not quite liverpool but you know close enough if you're if are at gibson um, and i shouldn't talk it's 10 minutes drive from my front door um, so it's never i always feel like I, I think i missed two of their shows in total and i always feel bad that i missed them because it's not like they're hugely noteworthy they're just fun shows with lots of trainees on um Mm. and but at the same time you know gibson and drake who are the head trainers there do work matches and you get some good stuff like like we got on this show as well so yeah there's not a not really a good excuse for me to to miss it uh this one's sold out uh, if you can believe i don't know if it was the the christmas thing the fact that i think there seemed to be some of the i know had like their their kids football team wanted to go there on like a on, on their Christmas night out. Uh, they, were, they were getting, they were getting in touch with me thinking I could get them 10 tickets. Like, I don't know who they think <laughs> I am. I could barely get one for myself, uh, but I managed to talk my way in. Uh, but like, yeah, they, they sold that. I think maybe it's the, the swimming pool. The fact that they had a, a war games match on. Um, I did kind of, that, that's another reason. I mean, it's not, I don't think I've ever, Have either of you guys, been at a live show where you've seen two rings next to each other. I got there and I was like, God, I feel like I'm live at World War III with these, these, two, <laughs> these two old Battle Bowl, maybe, from the early 90s. I was in a swimming pool in McGull, but still, you know, it's a, it's, it's a big achievement, really, as a wrestling fan, something that I've always wanted to get to.
1: Yeah, awesome. I'd love to have to a, well, I bet JP would love to have been at Battle Bowl, wouldn't you? A bit of Bill Kazmaier and Jushin Liger team you know, yeah. back in the day double was, rings
2: was, was there a, oh yeah I, was, I loved all of that I mean especially thinking back to like Sting Squadron versus the Dangerous oh Pirates yeah as well Just, the,
1: that's the classic
2: that's yeah another war game so the idea of having two rings and I suppose actually swimming pool's perfect for fitting them in <laughs> isn't it <laughs> yeah so it works out quite nice you're going to do it anywhere
1: there you can get away with them I'm now thinking of that episode of Mr Bean at the swimming pool but as if there was like a wrestling event I'm sorry I'll shut up but was anything as good as uh, Wrestle War 92 Benno
0: Uh, I probably wouldn't put it on that level no Uh, the the reason they did it they had like they called it winter games so it wasn't quite war games there was no cage and um, that's probably a bit above uh, the budget i mean i think there aren't cages around them but res are there. i know there's there's Good. one that used to do i remember there's one that used to do the rounds and zach gibson's old promotion infinite had a random cage match in the main event and it felt purely because they could get the cage that particular night like promotions were literally booking shows around the, the fact oh we can get the cage let's just throw a cage match on um, i hate
1: cage matches yeah am glad we don't get them
0: I can't think I've ever been to one of them live either. Um,
1: I, I think I've seen WWE uh, have I seen a Hell in a Cell in WWE? I've definitely seen a WWE cage match live at some point. I can't think of what it was off the top of my head.
0: No, no, I, mean, I, oh, just, I haven't seen it. Trying to think if I've ever been to a, Oh, you know what? I went to the Again, Impact keeps coming up. I went to one of the Impact tapings when the Aces and Eights revealed their masks and one of them was Gareth Bishaw and the other one was Wes fucking Briscoe. And that came at the end of a cage match. And I remember it distinctly because it was a three-block taping of three Impacts that they were taping. And that was the main event of episode three. But because it was a cage match, they put it on first just so they could take the the cage down and get on with the rest of the show. And yeah, I was there live for the reveal of the Aces and Eights. You so lucky right. man. Mike Knox revealing himself, mate. Big moment.
1: Oh, Bob Noxy. Good old Knoxy. <laughs> well, he's come to take the wrestling world by storm ever since. I've just remembered a cage match I was at live. Field of Honour in Brooklyn in a oh. baseball stadium. Um, Matt Taven versus Jay Leigh- Jay Lethal. Do you know when that went on? First. First. Do you know how long there was between that match and the next match? Oh, go ahead. Half hour, first match, <laughs> oh. let's just wait around for half hour. I think Jerry Lynn for a baseball with Steve Carino for half hour as the entertainer was like, this is not fun. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the problem with doing like, it God. on Indies, isn't it? No, it was in August. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it was a really bad show, actually, just watching like a half-empty crowd in a baseball stadium try and get into some pretty average matches, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. i trying to think of what else. I can't really remember it, to be honest. A moose was there. First <laughs> one I'd ever seen it. That was
0: good. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with cage matches though, you gotta put them up, you've got to take them down. I remember the very first TNT show in Liverpool, I think that's a semi-main event. Or no, maybe the main event was a cage and we literally just sat around for an hour while they put it up. Um <laughs> But I digress, yeah. Fighting spirit, like the first I've seen a couple of cage matches, never seen a war game slash winter games match, and it was fun. It was kind of Builders. They've been building it pretty much the entire year. They've been doing kind of like a a longer term feud between. They've got like the. It's basically a stable of essentially trainees called Screwface City, uh, where the wrestler Screwface, who's the leader, Chase Alexander, who's got a really good look, Jimmy J, um, who looks a lot like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, um, works PCW a lot. I don't know if you've come across him at all. Uh, and Cameron Solus, but they've kind of been running rough shot in the company all year. So the four baby faces. unbelievably, a babyface Zach Gibson, the happiest, smiliest, clappiest babyface you'll ever see in a, in a fighting spirit ring with James Drake, who's also a fantastic baby face for the setting, uh, teaming up with Joey Hayes, very like one of the most underrated wrestlers in the UK, um, and uh, El Lagero, who'd been, you he, he think he'd done he'd done the title show that afternoon. I saw, if you go on the you can read... Uh, I'm going to be posting it later on. Graps and claps after uh, Andy Ogden did a review, and it was Leggero's last show there. He did a really emotional speech. Two hours later, I'm watching him in a swimming pool doing a dive off the side. Um, that kind of sums up... If this, that is the end of Liguero proper on in the Indies, that's the way you'd probably want to go out, isn't it? Um, kind of doing a double shot like that. Um, yeah, so they were kind of the, the four baby faces, and it was fun. There was a lot of, like... I was, I was thinking with Gibson and Drake being in there... Are they going to want to do much... like ta- There was tables and there were chairs around... And I was thinking like... do we really sanction this? Can you do this kind of stuff in a swimming pool in McGull? And to be honest they did. They had some really good big spots. There was a Drake elbow on the outside through a table. Uh, a couple of the, the younger lads on the screw face side... Took a, some horrible looking bumps... Uh, both with chairs and through tables. And, yeah it was fun. It was a great main event. Um, the show itself probably was one of the weakest ones of their shows i've been to just purely because of the atmosphere i don't know whether it was the fact that again it's a warehouse turned swimming pool it's absolutely freezing in december um also the the complication of the fact that you're watching i kind of didn't think of it like this from like a war games point of view but when you've got two rings there the people on the side of one of the rings are quite far away from the other ring where when you've got singles matches just going in one ring or the other, and they were alternating, which I appreciate That's a very War Games thing to do. It didn't help with the atmosphere, so a lot of the kids that were there that would usually drive the atmosphere at a show like that weren't really reacting. Um, I don't know, maybe just the fact that it was just so cold and a, and a cold day in December there in Magul. Uh, it was a bit of a shame for, for their big um, year-ender show. And you know, They've not been running particularly long. It was cool that they got a sellout. Um, that it maybe didn't have the atmosphere to boot, but I suppose the people, if they didn't get going for the rest of the show, they uh, they did get going for that main event.
2: But they don't record for VOD, do they? So this is a, a live only experience, is that right?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that, that it's that's the kind of show it probably should be. You know, I'm not going to go yeah. into huge detail on all the matches for that reason because it's a lot of you know trainees getting their, their first picks of experience or you know getting matches that you know I'm being put in spots that the they wouldn't usually get put in, you know, teams like the house Draper tag team that I mentioned when I was talking about this is wrestling um, teaming up against uh, Sam Bailey. And they kind of, again, they're, they're kind of the people at the the school put out front and pour in big matches that they probably aren't <laughs> going to get big matches elsewhere. They're not going to get experience. Like they're getting on these fighting spirit shows against uh, Sam Bailey and Rizzy Card. And you see a lot of that again, a lot of trainees against established wrestlers, um, but it's still worth it. I would recommend people, you know, head out there to watch it. It's, it's, you know, if you're if you're anywhere near Magal or you're in the northwest, you know, it's only a tenner. It's a cheap cheap night out. Good bit of wrestling, and you do get to see good matches. Uh, big Joe does the at uh, least the small Big Joe does the big man gimmick at a home freeway with Scott Overman and Josh Holly. And I also thought that, you know, I've mentioned them a couple of times on the show before, Sandy Beach, um, Andy Odom's yeah. favourite wrestler, uh, also known as Colum Corey, was on the show. I think it was the other match for the BWP title, which is a Welsh belt against Dylan Roberts, who a long time ago was in, intended to be my tag team partner in GPW. He was very much the show and, <laughs> and I was the Marty. So there we are, going full circle as I watch the, uh, the one to watch for... Uh, the next episode of next issue of fighting spirit magazine that's coming out that i've written sandy beach against my old partner dylan roberts that was a really good match again sandy beach slash callum cory is someone that people really should keep an eye out for he does a lot of comedy with like the uh inflatable shark stuff that people have probably read about in graps and claps in uh, in gpw up here in the north but he's got a serious wrestler side to him as well and yeah him and dylan roberts had a really really strong match um that was that made it worth the journey to go and check out and yeah just up and down the card some fun talent there lizzie styles is coming along roxy's decent jessica light is someone coming up the fighting spirit school who's someone i've got to, got my eye on for those uh those fighting spirit uh, articles as well so yeah worthwhile to go out to see like kind of a lot of the conversation's been hasn't it you know the the top level of uh, brit res getting pulled away by wwe and we Talk mm. a lot about the upper level of who's going to step into the top places, but who's going to kind of fill out the lower ends of the cards. A lot of it's going to be coming from from schools uh, here, like Fighting Spirit, and again, a lot of the trainees that, that they're putting out there have uh, definitely got the fundamentals there, and and then, you know do look like people who you could you could see on um, on bigger shows through 2019.
2: it will be interesting to see what they like this time next year. Mm giving it another year and giving those trainees another year and hopefully a, a few more shows I've seen that they've got a, a, the next shows on March the 3rd so they're not sort of overextending them and it'd be interesting now by default if any of, any of the talent that, that you've seen there can get around maybe some of the Manchester shows or mm. you know see, see if there's a couple of other places they can get themselves into
1: Surprised you're going to get yourself up there for it being the young oh. young lion correspondent. like <laughs> right. a breeding ground for the young lions, if anything. I'm like. all over this. <laughs>
2: Two rings, WCW loads of, loads of uh, young lion wrestlers. Do you, on like, their, do you like swimming pools? I don't tend to just knock about them for shits and giggles, um, but I do like to swim occasionally.
1: You like a cheeky dip? yeah perfect
3: place
0: for you exactly <laughs> uh, maybe we should move on <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah fun show anyway go check it out if you're in the area and also shout outs to my will make the and chris who both had their debut in the battle royal as well they look good there they'd be they'd be fuming if i don't mention them on the podcast so i'll mention that did, too.
2: how long did they last and more specifically did they was it longer than 11 seconds
0: they were, the, they, they were longer than 11 seconds, so they've beaten me, but they were uh, they were the first two out there. It's it's an experience thing. You've got to do that. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah. They, they made the most of the opportunity, definitely. Um, oh, good, good stuff. Indeed. Uh, another live show that I've uh, been to then, and the, the main thing we want to talk about today, yeah, Progress in in Manchester. We've had a, a good run of Progress Manchester shows, um, at least from a live experience. The Victoria Warehouse show was very good. The last manchester show uh we were raving about on this podcast you know that yeah great Ilya ilia dragunov and uh, david star match that was on there a great debut for speedball mike bailey who unfortunately kind of dis- has disappeared again from progress hopefully he comes back at unboxing at least because uh, he had such a great debut that it was a big shame to not see him on this manchester show uh but yeah it was another fun show i thought not as not as strong as the last one. Um, I didn't think the undercard was saying much, but I did love the main event. Uh, I don't know whether I'm interested to hear your takes because you both watched it on VOD. From a live point of view, I absolutely loved the CCK LAX match. It was very much a, a big high spots match, but again, from in a live environment, so that's it completely swept the people up. Uh, swept me up. I was pretty much up front row by the end of the match just uh, getting drawn into the big spots in in those last 15. I thought that was great. Uh, I thought Ilya and Tyler Bate was great as well. Uh, and some angle developments on the show too. Uh, what did you both make of the the VOD? Did you uh, share my uh, thoughts on the main event or I have heard some people uh, saying it wasn't it uh, wasn't quite for them that main event uh, maybe didn't translate to tapes as, as much as I enjoyed it live.
2: We were talking about this before because I can definitely understand the live bias of, of how it would be amazing live to see it, but it mm. felt like on the VOD that it was, if you're thinking of it, it wasn't outstanding. Didn't come across to me as outstanding on the VOD. Came across as very good Indeed. with a very, with a very hot crowd mm. who were, who were into it. But I, it didn't reach the levels of what I'd, I had expected it to be when I first saw it. Mm. Um, There were just a few things that that slightly bothered me structurally about the match. The way that it sort of started off with the shtick at first. Mm. It seemed to go into a lot of double team moves. Then it went into a very, not too long, but a reasonably long, drawn out um, working over Ortiz's arm. Mm. Didn't really play into anything else after that match because then it went into, like I say, that last sort of 10, 15 minutes of just sort of the double team. Combo extravaganza, mm. and, it, and in some ways, I felt like it was a bit of an overload for me seeing that. And it sounds crazy, and it shows that probably how spoiled I've been. But it felt to me like there was too much going on. Mm. And my thoughts when watching it kind of went back to what we were saying earlier on in terms of the Tanahashi Osprey, uh, Kota Ibushi, um, uh. uh kenny omega match where it, there weren't I, I would doubt there was like a third of the kind of big spots but they had more meaning to them and it felt like there was almost too much in there and this is not to sort of completely do down the match but that for me was why it didn't reach the kind of outstanding level as opposed to what it watched which was a very good tag tag match between two teams that i really enjoy seeing
1: yeah i think with the new japan match you've obviously got lots of narratives going on within that match, and there are lots of different stories and little things that they planted that they can take in different directions. This wasn't really that sort of match. This is more of an exhibition, Mm. if any. What I'd say, Benno, is just let that live memory live on forever.
0: Should I never Uh, watch it? Someone said that to me on Twitter. Don't watch it back. It's not worth it. Um... Yeah,
1: never bother. Like, (laughs) I I was confused (laughs) when I was watching it. I was thinking, like, like, I wouldn't go above... About three and a half. St- I think the Grapple Lap. I gave it three and a half stars. Wow. Um, shout out to Gareth there and the Grapple app. Get on it. Um, like one of the other things about it as well. If I'm honest, when you've got some bloke who's been to the Michael Michael Cole School of Commentary Trading shouting down your throat, the Funky Monkey, the Funky Monkey, and the Octopus, Jonathan Gresham, the OG, the Octopus, the Funky Monkey, the Funky Monkey. Ah, oh, Funky it's Monkey. Hard.
0: Oh, one one of the LAX guys C's. is oh, God. apparently. I'm oh, never school. watching it on VOD. Then the that's it. The funky memory will live. Monkey,
1: monkey, <laughs> and that man who has been to the Michael Cole School of Commentary Training, which is probably the worst school of commentary training you could ever go to, if you ask me, mm. just hammers home the funky monkey, the funky monkey, constantly. And I considered turning it off at one point because I was becoming so. Irate and so annoyed. And he's probably listening to this thinking I'll carry on with a funky monkey if I could make him irate. Fair play, dear you, Glenn. You carry on, pal. Um just I, I just can't stand this overuse of nicknames within the context of a match to refer to someone as the product. Fuck off. And here it just went into overdrive. Um yeah, I haven't spoke really about the match, I spoke about the awful commentary. Um, uh, yeah, I couldn't get into the match. I don't know. What, I I wasn't get into it. It just didn't engage me. It didn't hook me. I was waiting to be hooked and waiting to like really invest in it, and it just sort of never happened. Um, I did think Gresham was really, really good in this. Oh, he's,
0: great. he's so good. And I, he
1: yeah. was he was great at just dictating and changing the pace mm. of the match. If anything, it all seemed like it was like it seemed like it was Gresham essentially. Calling the match, if anything, mm. and when there was a change in pace a change in momentum in the match, it was all Gresham based. He, I thought, for me, I really like LAX, but Gresham for me was the, the, yeah. the man in this match.
0: Like, yeah. he feels like uh, he grounds it's... it, doesn't he? He's like, uh, I don't think I really want to do down Brooks, but I've loved pretty much all of their tags, and obviously, I'm a bit higher on this one than you guys, but he for me is the reason. And, and like you say, it's all of those things, it's the fact that he seems to tie the matches together, he knows when to when to speed up, when to hit those crazy like move combos that he does, He does for me, as much as I love this match, he felt like the heart and soul of this match, uh, at least for my side of things.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. The, the more of this team in the new year, the better, if you ask me. Um, I really hope they get out to more places. Like I said, Ring of Honor, would be a really good shout for him as well. But yeah, as a match overall, um, I, I could see why live this would be... As great as it was, I was also going to ask, but how many beers deep are you at this point? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hadn't had too many, to be honest. i only had a couple. Um, yeah, me and me and Andy Ogden were, were well into it, um, kind of getting pulled into the front. Uh, it was funny though because you, 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 your guys' reaction to it reminded, like, we've mentioned them already. my mate Gary was there, and he's uh, he was kind of watching, just kind of shaking his head, going at the. Are they are, they, are they just joking? Like every time every time there'd be another save or there'd be another kick out or there'd be another you no know, reason Brooks got in the ring. I was buying a hut long and then sinker. And again, I think you've got to be invested in it to kind of let the logic go mm-hmm. um, and not mind you know, all the extensive kick outs. It kind of reminds me of watching like that. Remember that Briscoe's Aries Strong tag from... Ring of Honor in Liverpool, um, all those yeah. years ago. That, like, I remember live in the building, absolutely thinking that was one of the best things I'd ever seen. And then I watched the VOD back. And I was like, ah, and maybe it wasn't quite as yeah, as good. yeah. Um, I'd agree. And it, it's a bit like again another like Ring of Honor one, like the the Dragon Gate six man. Like, absolutely loved that thing live. Watched it back on VOD, and I was like, that ah, was great but it was basically it was a dragon gate tag um it is what it is yeah Uh, yeah i'd agree maybe i'm gonna avoid it maybe i'm gonna avoid watching it back because yeah i was genuinely drawn into to all the saves and i was drawn into the i love the lax team Uh, the the two of them have got so much charisma i kind of they rebooted lax so many times in impact i kind of just thought at first when these guys came in they were just two dudes and the work they've put in on impact and getting to see them live here it's clear there's definitely much more to them um i mean i'm curious did you did either of you watch the the first match the one from was it new york was it um the first version of this match
2: no Uh, i think at that point in time it was over the summer tour wasn't it It was on the yeah the the coast to coast tour. did anyone watch that stuff it just just sort of all appeared Mm. suddenly like all there and it, there was too much wrestling, I think, going on around the time, and and I was a bit disillusioned at that point of trying to catch up on and, six shows being run, uh, and put up at various
1: times. And also, they just they've done it again. They had so many shows going on; mm. they weren't going up a couple of days after the shows. So they weren't didn't seem that relevant when they came out. They've kind of done it here again. They released this Manchester show. Mm. We all know the Sheffield show up the day after, but once again, progress demonstrate you know that archaic approach of uh, you know a man having to have his absolute say and control over the edit of this product so that we can all wait another five days and all spoil with this one that we've got to watch over the course of that five days and all the rest of it and I just think to myself if you're having two shows over a weekend you should be releasing them within a day of each other that's how this should be going on like just recruit someone get someone in get someone to help you yeah, like yeah. no shame whatsoever it's funny cause your we, fan base we've said that
0: before I, I mean you've you've said this before and we've had pushback from people going ah oh, you don't know the ins and outs of progress and it's like well he literally went on a, po- a flash mugwebs's podcast and he and said i don't want let, to let control of it because it would take me too long to teach someone to do it the way i do it this is you know being john bradley the progress owner um and the way he does it isn't that good anyway i mean it's it's
1: not it doesn't <laughs> enhance the stories of the matches we spoke no. about the new japan stuff yeah i know the budgets are very different mm-hmm. and all the rest of it but at the same time it, like the sh- the way this is shot and the way this is edited does not add anything that special like that stands out that much to what we are watching like let's be honest here like i don't know just I like, the give the br- I
0: like the filter of it and stuff and the fact but that's not stuff that takes hours it's the the stuff that's taking hours is the diff- the weird camera shots yeah. and, and angles it, that they kind of put in, don't they? And I, cu- I could live without some of that. Because I'd love to be talking about that Sheffield show now, because that is something I want to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm completely with you, mate. It looked like a good show, that one, as well. But unfortunately, we don't have you know both pieces of uh, that weekend to, to view. We've just got this one. Um, what, what did you guys make the rest of the show? What did you make of Robinson versus Ridgeway?
0: Uh, oh, I... To be honest, I honestly thought, I mean, I heard, I think my, my memory of it is now sullied by what they did in Sheffield with it. Because I thought that, like, as a match, I enjoyed it. I think Robinson adds something, as we've said a million times, to, mm-hmm. to progress cards that others that, that don't. He's just so hateable. He's so good in the role. I didn't mind that the, the kind of, they used the bullshit in the chain because I was kind of thinking, oh, well, you know. It's the start of something. We're going to get a payoff somewhere down the road. I didn't really expect the payoff to be the next day. And I heard from reports that the payoff wasn't that good. It was just a chain match for the sake of having a chain match. Um, but as a match, I, I enjoyed it. I thought there were some good hard hits. And I thought that both men looked to, for an opener. I thought it was strong.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. One thing that stood out for me, though, was Matt Richards referring to them as the two most proficient strikers in British wrestling. Was oh, Paul Robinson known for his striking before mm. he decided to put some MMA What? Sh- well, I say MMA they shorts. They mentioned in the commentary
2: that about him doing...
1: Yeah, kickboxing. i would seen him tweeting about kickboxing before. I've no I'd, I'd, seen him going on about how much he loved Michael Venom Page before when he was watching some Bellator on Twitter or something, right? Okay. But n- no one knew about this. Like, I've never really seen a strike-based Paul Robinson mm. match. L- to me, with that being said on commentary and us just m- learning that just here, just us men in, m- me, uh, and them intending to just get us, get, get the audience to know that straight away. But then also doing a match of a return match for next day with a gimmick very WWE style booking this, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So it, it,
0: they're it... running
2: through this very quickly. Aren't
1: they? Yeah. yeah. Just here's, here's a new gimmick. Here's someone else. He's done. Here's the payoff to this match of the day before. It's yeah. like
0: going in. Pay- I was, I was made it's up to it. <laughs> they'd done that last manchester show and i didn't love that robinson challenged ridgeway and not devlin but that ties into the point that you're making that he obviously challenged ridgeway because well they've got ridgeway for a show coming up so uh, that <laughs> it's, it's a convenience thing more than anything and then two yeah. shows in we're done with the feud <laughs> yeah <exactly>. an epic <laughs>
2: I don't know, I mean, this match for me was kind of, I suppose, the epitome of a of a solid opener rather than anything spectacular, and I suppose it was the last time in Manchester, as you remember, they had the um, was it the Mike Bailey, um, Eddie Dennis Dennis. Oh, that
0: was far superior, definitely I still like this
2: Yeah, and and I suppose, you know Progress have managed to get off some hot starts in the last couple of shows, Mm. but this one was, this one for me just kind of didn't feel up there, and it kind of Again, also showed that I don't know how much it will end up helping Ridgeway. this feud. It feels like it should help more. I, they're obviously trying to get something out of him and, and some character work, but it, I'm just not seeing it, to be
0: honest. I, have it, don't get I this, like
1: him, but, but I have it, don't get on this direction with Robinson. Get the jeans back on him. Let him be a, c- a cunt, He's a
0: mouthy mild, cunt who mouths off, gets beaten in the open air comes back next month and it didn't happen because he can be a maldi cunt and get, and get beaten up by someone else give him the odd win but for me that's Robinson's role maybe I'm under, underselling him but that's, that's his role for me on progress shows I'd rather him be that kind of character than yeah hopefully they're not trying to go forward and pretend he's actually hard
1: Another match I thought was kind of WWE-like was the Andrews-Dunn match where they've gone, Ah, we'll just throw these guys out there. They know how to work together. They've had lots of great matches together. Everyone's seen them wrestle before. Yeah, but at the same time, you give them six minutes and they did the greatest hits in six minutes.
0: six? Like, is that what it came to? It did for a yeah. short live.
1: Surely this is a match that you can go back to as a big match and hype at some point in a way to say... Paul Robinson, uh, sorry, Paul Robinson, Mark Andrews, Pete Dunn, at this many matches together and this many continents, all the rest of it. Here's this match that we're hyped in progress. Yeah, you used Instead, to run a yeah, <laughs> just thrown out there. Like, six minutes, just thoughts, lads. It's like this is like throwing a match out there. It reminds it me of where you're
0: going on third. Very weird. Yeah.
1: it's yeah. like Daniel Bryan and Rey Mysterio were just on a raw one. So it was like, <laughs> okay, like I've wanted to see this match for a long time, but. His six minutes of it. Thanks. Like, value that match, for God's sake. Like, it just felt like they cheapened it completely. And Andrews is getting beaten in six minutes. I thought, maybe they're telling a story there in some way of him. But it just felt like Pete Dunn was just there because, oh, it's Pete Dunn. We've got Pete Dunn.
0: He's been like that in progress the last year or so, though, hasn't he? Like, they're just trying to find things for him to do. I mean, I. I mean my counterpoint would be I don't think there's much else to do with Mandrews in, in, in progress anyway. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. That yeah. bothered yeah. to throw away losses on him. Um but it did feel odd there. I, I as a sprinter kind of again, it was over in the blink of an eye and I I think I liked it, but I wasn't genuinely being there live, I wasn't sure because it went by that mm. quickly. Some of the spots were inventive. Um but yeah, it, it was, I mean, like you say, it was very WWE in the booking of it, but very non-WWE in the style of it, just with how yeah, crazy yeah, and spotty yeah. it was. Um, I don't know, what did you think of that one, JP? I, for me, again, I, what I saw, or six minutes of it,
2: I enjoyed. But the, the, the problem I have with booking Pete Dunne in Britain at the moment is the results are really never in doubt. So there's that to it. And obviously, Andrews, they've started off, I mean, that Wembley match seems to have home so badly thinking of what they should have been coming out with, with that big grudge match at Wembley and where it should have been leading to. And it felt like, for me, that this is one of the steps of, I don't know, possibly going down a heel turn route, which would be, in essence, giving him just something to do. And we've seen with Haskins and having with the kind of randomness of we're going to turn you why and we're not going to really explain it I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, Benno, where it's just like it's hard to see for him what his role really in progress is going to be and what he's going to be going forward. It's at this point in time, you'd say, that you'd love to see him in a few other promotions around the country to perhaps freshen up with some different opponents.
0: I, I, don't, I, I mean, I. An he,
2: got,
0: he was one of those guys in that when he, you know, turned up in NXT UK, the mm-hmm. UK, I thought, oh, this is like. To be honest, if he left all the Indies and just worked through the UK, it wouldn't be the greatest loss at this point. Just because he's worked everywhere, not that he's not great. Yeah. Just he's done everything. But then uh, I, I don't find him interesting there. I don't find him interested in progress at the moment. The teasing. I mean, I personally would have had Eddie Dennis absolutely beaten in Wembley and I would have done in a categorical way, the way they kind of have. And have the feud then, because I just probably wouldn't be – if I was progress, I wouldn't be using Mark Andrews for a good while. But I don't know where to stand on them kind of teasing them to getting back together again like that. I mean, we haven't really touched on the oh. "do not resuscitate" stuff. I suppose we can get into that as a as a tied-in <laughs> point. But I, I really hope they're not teasing that, like them teaming up and being like friends again. Because again, that's a very WWE thing to do because God I mean we put a year into that feud if if it's just over like this and they're going to be back to being mates maybe I would even prefer them doing that Andrew's heel run as terrible as it sounds
1: well you know Stone Cold forgave Triple H after he uh was the mastermind behind him being run over and then after Stone Cold tried to, you know, kill Triple H at Survivor Series the next year by dropping his car off a forklift and, you know, sit within six months they were a tag team, so why not? don't know why you question it, Benno. <laughs>
0: I've, got it? A bad, I've
1: got a bad thing that like,
2: is the route they're going to go down of just sort of wearing oh. tag park or leading to probably Andrews turning on Eddie Dennis. Mm. But
0: like, why explain why they but didn't it, do any do Doing
1: something for them to do, but yeah, I don't know what to make of this do not resuscitate stuff. Like, mm. in one way, I think, oh, cool, kind of fresh, mm. but then in others, I think, oh, Pastor William Eva, <laughs> he's,
0: he's but, bad. I would say that Drew Parker's not really covered himself in glory, at least for the promo I saw on YouTube. But I do mm, think, Travis, yeah. like, like in ring in Manchester, yeah, he's he's got A great promo on the, yeah. the YouTube clip authority, good go promo. Even your boy Mambo. got a solid promo there, JP. Yeah. Although, the, it's interesting with the Mambo...
2: The Mambo heel run here is different from the one that they've done in Attack. Mm. And I haven't seen how they've kind of resolved that because obviously Attack have had four shows going on. They've done a tour on, on that. So it's going to be interesting this, next time I get around to seeing it where Mambo is there. But the heel one here is... is, is, is Obviously, they're trying to do it, that he hasn't quite embraced the fact he's going to go heel. Mm. But he is do it so he, he's trying to feel like not a complete dick mm. but I think overall as subtle as I might be hoping this is going to end up being I think at the same time it just it felt like a step backward for this for this stable for me yeah. in, in this show I've really high hopes and I like Trevade because there's stuff about this run that reminds me of what I've, I've seen of him in Riptide
0: he's sure a headliner it's, there isn't he He's a headliner. Very
2: good there as well. Yeah, and they and and they, Riptide do an excellent job of making sure that this sort of younger talent, knowing how to get the best out of the talents that they have, and they know how to use Treve. And I could, Treve is someone who, in the ring, is having. I mean, I've seen him have good matches.
1: Yeah, know, I hope he gets straight. away
2: from that death match
1: shite. If I'm honest
2: with you, I'd, yeah, that's mm. that's that's the thing. If he can, if he can. If you can get away from that, there's there's so much upside to him on this. But it, at the same time, I was kind of... Like, this is meant to be... I know it's a faction, but it isn't a faction. So it's been insane. and then Oh, uh, it's bo- absolute but, bollocks. But at the same time, I was hoping that this was going to be... A faction that was going to come in and sort of just tear things up and not play by the rules. So in some ways, I wouldn't have had them on matches on cards. Mm. Just had them coming in, effectively trying to ruin shows as a way of building it up. But it already feels like we're at the point of the proceedings where we're in the random tag match yeah. area of this. <coughs> and the match, the tag match itself, it kind of didn't help that Eva's trying to cut a promo, but you couldn't hear him over the music. Was that the same live?
0: Uh, Although that has been a oh, you mean when he when he came out? Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I think that's the idea of the gimmick. Like where I was, I think the people around him can hear him, but where I'm standing, yeah, you could, you couldn't hear him. Yeah, he had a mic and his, but then it's. But as a match, it's
1: so nondescript. Oh, it was so boring. I skipped through it. I was just, I was so bored. It was, there was no heat. It went too long. It should have just been a, a quick brawl. Yeah. Use it as an angle to advance the story. That's one thing that really gets me in wrestling is when you need a, an angle and the match is there De- mm. And it's designed to get an angle across and advance a few. You don't need to go like seventeen minutes. Mm-hmm. Just just get it over with. Get to the point. Like mm. I've got to say, there is some real like WWE style flawed booking going on here as well. Like I'm hearing Drew Parker saying, "Well, we're but play- well, these guys have got like WWE contracts and they're selling out, right? Oh, so you've attacked Jimmy Havoc and Mark Haskins." Cool, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Those two yeah. guys with WWE contracts. A There's a flaw straight away. And also, we're not a faction. We're four individuals. You've named yourself. Do not resuscitate. And you're clearly going to merchandise the faction and use DNR. Like, what? Like, come on. Like, don't insult us. Just... Be just, a faction. Yeah, it's, it's stuff like that just mm. makes me just... Uh, I don't know. And I, and I think as well sorry, I was going
2: to say because of the Eddie Dennis story, because of Wembley, Mm. the direction of him has felt really muddled. Mm. The Bailey match, again, really good, really good match. The, the issue here is, is that story is a mess. Plus you've got the DNR story that appears to be kind of moving on too quickly between shows. Like there's, there's not enough of kind of building this up as a long-term build. I mean, Eva is someone who should be on the outside, going in there, attacking and effectively destroying people because that'd be the best way to protect him from having long matches. Mm. But instead, he's here in a match for a long time, where his limitations are going to uh, sort of shown up and look a bit obvious.
0: Definitely, yeah. I think I, I agree. I think there's definitely there's negatives there. I still think <laughs> I still think it's worth doing because I, I still think there's oh, a, there's a chance but you get Spike over, It's worth throwing. Shit at a wall just for the sake of that. Um, yeah, I don't love the, the all the branding of it. Um, I think I'd agree somewhat there, but I don't know. I, I still think it's got legs. I mean, if it leads to a to an eight man with what is it? Andrews, Dennis, Haskins, and Havoc, then yeah, you, you might struggle to get me to sign <laughs> up for that. Oh. But that does sound like where it's going as well, it. doesn't it? Now that I say it out is loud, um, nothing to do with against four guys we're trying <laughs> to something with. Still
1: cage. Yeah. That's why they
2: got
0: the cage in. There's a cage available, so you've got to use it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. exactly. But if it turns out that Eddie Dennis turns on them and becomes like their leader or something, I don't know, maybe I'd be into that. I I don't know. I'm not as strong negative on it, but I do see the the warning signs of that.
2: I was thinking as well, I mean, depending on if they're going to go this, TK Cooper could fit into... Oh, there's
1: there's a man who needs something.
2: I, I, I think there could be some... Seriously good promos delivered by him if he's allowed to sort of completely let loose over the way that he's been booked over the last period of time, yeah. and the, and like I I love the idea of that.
0: You should do like, the uh, the Paul Heyman thing with Edge where he goes two words, Dahlia fucking black, and we can argue yes. it's not two words.
1: Three mate. <laughs> oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. night stand. Oh, that was good. I love one night stand. oh
0: <laughs> um, did you? What did you? I mean, before we wrap up on the progression, what did you think of um, Tyler Baton, um, Ilya Dragunov? I couldn't
1: get into it. I really couldn't get into it. Um, JP thinks thought differently to me though.
0: Yeah. I I liked it. For um, me, it was all about the finishing stretch. I was kind of yeah, like yeah, half into it throughout the match, and then they really pulled me in with like the last five minutes or so. Um, it was always going to be intense, but I thought that was good. I thought Ilya was over as well.
1: Yeah, he was was great. That's it. He was really well worked. And so the little things Ilya does, like little things where he's on the ground and he's on the mat and some of his facial expressions, like Mm. stuff. He's not a moves guy at all. It's everything that he does in terms of his body movements, in terms of the way he slams the mat, in terms of the way he uses his fists and stuff. Like, he's got a different intangible to a lot of the other guys uh, that Progress book right now. So, yeah i thought it was a well worked match and there's a real promise with Ilya in progress um but I, yeah i just expected to be a bit more into it than i was
0: yeah fair enough um yeah that's kind of it really any other thoughts on the show um no strong thoughts on dan maloney trend seven bit of sh- smiling dan maloney the, uh... um, that's weird <laughs> <laughs> like that, and i the, probably the... should have expected it but that is one like I overall genuinely was, was positive on this show, but one negative coming out even live. I was I wasn't really huge on Lagero coming back into progress. I know we talked no, we talked I... him up as, you know, the things he's done for Brit Rez and, you know, leaving title, etc. But I don't really want to see him back in progress at this point. Unless then again, I don't even want to see him do the mastiff stuff at this point. But him and Dan Maloney being on the card kinda of did stink a little bit. Um I mean, there's a reason D'Amelony challenged in Trend Seven, isn't there? It's not—it's nothing to do with him organically being the right fit for the role in progress.
2: Yeah, I, I was happy to see him on there because I have to admit like, he was one of the—the the I did enjoy him when I saw him in in Fight Club. Uh, he Ryan. was great in Fight Club. Um, yeah, I love
0: feeling this- jeans, power bombing women, and shaper yeah. through tables. Not like babyface coming out to face Trend Seven. Uh,
2: this isn't this isn't him, and. I mean, I just hope he's just going to become a despicable bastard, like he's quite good at playing, and then maybe in the next couple of weeks. I am generally happy to see him being used more. I mean, I think that's the, 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 one of the things that we will have seen when he first broke onto the scene this is there is an upside to him. But it was, this match just felt very odd for me. I mean, there were things that I kind of in, in, enjoy, because I'm slightly biased towards both of them. But on the whole, it was, you know, incredibly sort of shtick and
1: mate happy. <laughs> a lot of that t- type of stuff going on. So it's like, okay, fine. Some terrible music throughout the show again, though. Terrible that's, music. That's not going to change. It's just I don't, part part of progress now, isn't it? In in terms of the,
2: yeah, in, in terms of Ligero Drew Parker, it, it just, yeah, it just felt like a way of, of, Trying to get some heat onto Drew Park, or whether or not it actually means anything, because I just think Liguero in progress feels like that's part of progress history now. Mm. And him coming out for this, just for me, yeah, it, it it didn't really add anything. I mean, a lot of the stuff about the match was, it, you know, stuff at the beginning with Treve after the promo and jumping onto them, but mm. yeah, it was just like, alright
0: I think, I think the thing with Progress right now is they seem to be trying to reset with Lord knows what's mm. coming in 2019 as I want to see more speedball Mike Bailey's uh, and mm. less Ligueros. I think that would be my wish for whatever Progress becomes in 2019. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been somewhat... I, I mean, I think we've all...
2: I mean, I think you enjoyed the show live, didn't you, Benno? Mm-hmm. As, a, as, a, as a show to go
1: to, you you enjoyed it
2: live. Yeah,
0: genuinely Gen- good, good good live experience again I haven't been to a bad Manchester show I would say with progress
1: yeah I think the Manchester show has generally been good this year I think this was definitely the weakest Um, it sounds like you were in a great mood that day to be honest with you Benno Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't think it was there was a lot of for me there was a lot of average to good stuff yeah agreed like uh, their shows have been pretty good recently yeah mm. you know i'm down on the company massively but the shows have generally been quite mm. enjoyable and pretty easy to watch but i thought didn't think this was quite on the level of the last few
2: oh we we kind of agreed that the direction in general is the direction they should be going with at this point which is a card that's away from a lot of the nxt uk signed talent mm.
0: it's I think it's case of one hand gives, one takes away, because yes, yeah. and I would definitely say that about the last Manchester show, again, with the fresh talent in the first half, with David Starr being prominent, with Ilya being prominent across both <laughs> shows, and with, like I said, Speedball Mike Bailey being prominent, but then again, you know, if you're going to... Are they going to be forced? Maybe forced is too strong a word. I don't know the ins and outs, but Liguero, Dan Maloney, wrestlers of that level from NXT UK, if they can't get bookings elsewhere, if they have to get bookings in progress that's the the new blood that don't want I think a lot of the yeah.
1: booking of the guys who are under WWE contract, and there's so many of them, is quite compromised in progress. Like, none of them have like, a really clear trajectory in progress. Like, you would have said Eddie Dennis did, but he really doesn't at the moment. It's, it's a really kind of odd position at the moment, and it kind of you know, muddies the waters a little bit in many ways. Uh, like, there are guys I want to see in progress still, like an Eddie Dennis, because there's still a story to tell of him, but then say a Mark andrews or even pete dunn i'm not bothered about seeing in progress anymore um i just kind of want them to move on at this point in time i always feel like it's holding them back to some extent pete dunn and we've said this before pete
2: dunn should be in the states at this point he should be working like either as one of the top guys on nxt or even god forbid <laughs> somewhere near the main Nah, roster. i don't want to see him on that main well, roster I, wouldn't, I don't want anyone on that main roster i'll have everyone from the main <laughs>
1: on NXT. He'd be a, Vince run the XFL and just not tell him. He'd be a Chad Gable if he ended up on Raw. I yeah, imagine. Yeah, but I mean, it, it just
2: feels like they've they've kind of outgrown. He's he in particular has kind of almost outgrown this scene, hmm. and it's it's it behold it's like holding him back, not the, not seeing use the best of his abilities, and he's in this limbo booking wise where it's kind of more the Pete Dunne exhibition tour hmm. carried on we've had a lot of the British Strong Style on exhibition tour. Mm. With the British Strong Style, which has been, you know, very fun. We've seen it a tonne of times. But at, it's at the point
1: now where we need to move on beyond yeah, it. The Harlem Globetrotters are going to stop drawing at some point, aren't they, to be <laughs> honest. I, one thing I, we haven't noted is I did enjoy Trevay's line and his promo about his um, open letter to uh, you know what?
0: Rest- we yeah. went this long without talking about Justin and We've done well. Oh, uh, That was good.
2: Yeah, that was. I mean, that became very much the sort of line of the week, wasn't it? An open, uh, an open letter to British wrestling. Um, what you? What are your thoughts on?
1: That? Uh, I think, in a way, fair play to the bloke. It took a stand. Doesn't care. Um, doesn't care about being. You know, in the like popularity club and all the rest of it mm. I don't care about that sort of thing either I never have so I kind of get it from his point of view and would good on him you post something uh, of yourself yeah, in um, a
0: cape uh, as the background no <laughs> no
1: <laughs> like, I watched jingle all the way this weekend and Arnold Schwarzenegger looks great when he's in a cape i got to say uh, it's got me <laughs> thinking about that again but <laughs> I don't know if Arnie would even be that vain but yeah so it was an interesting little juxtaposition wasn't it on the on the letter there it's interesting letter yeah, yeah, um no t- Man. no 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 not at all um some of the lumping was pretty obvious like yeah. i think it's the only time i've ever i think i've ever disliked trent seven when i saw his response i was a bit like oh trent you let yourself down there pal mm. um i just all felt like it was very wwe orchestrated again or mm. trying to impress the old bosses and all the rest of it, well, it kind of
2: felt like the pylon went Melts Yeah, like the it melts. Yeah. That kind of vibe Feels it, it. Yeah.
0: If you hadn't left Twitter already, Joe, I think that might have kicked you off. I think that might have been like just the the reaction and the, the fact that there's so there were so many fans jumping in as well, kind of like ah you don't know the whole story. It's like tell us what it is yeah that would be the answer wouldn't it Uh, rather than going on and on about all the fact that fans don't know the full story maybe tell them the full story and if you're not going to maybe don't get annoyed that they don't know the full story you can only go with the facts that are in front of them Um, that might be a might be a clue but
2: yeah it's a difficulty of of expecting the truth from a company that lives to rewrite history Mm. and you're somehow expecting them for at any stage to be kind of straight and honest with the fans Mm. it's just like it's it's just not in their DNA mm. I don't think they know what reality is at this point in terms of the of how they've behaved in the past and when you hear fans are worried about it it makes me wonder it's like have they been watching all that Monday Night War shit <laughs> again and all the, the bollocks that comes out in that about all of those stories about how WWE actually does behave
1: uh, Justin Sizem read his history books as well perhaps he's been listening to the podcast he listened well, to you so. JP I hope so yeah
2: but it's it <laughs> yeah. That oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, the cape and stuff. It's like, you know, don't do that. That's not really going to help it. The pylon side of it, I mean, it could have just been ignored. Mm. I don't think you never particularly would have gone anywhere. There are some really good points, and there are stuff that I completely empathise with we can't pretend that having lots of wrestlers not being able to appear in promotions that they own now is somehow a good thing, a
3: positive <laughs> wrestling. Well, Pete
2: Dunne still has... Uh... Had that explained to me. Yeah. As well as the... Somehow, like, this amazing tier of talent that's just going to spring up and take every main event spot within. Well, so, the... well,
0: while you're on that point, JP, defend indie wrestling coming out. Um, could be Pete. Could be Mark Andrews coming out doing yeah. a tweet about indie wrestling's going to be fine. Was was a lot to take, you know, considering, yeah. like, I mean, I know it's just a t-shirt brand, but fucking hell, that couldn't be more transparent, could it? it well, just, it's, it's all of these, what's making me, our alien invaders, that's what that's sped to me. I, I might be being completely harsh here,
2: and, and possibly out of order, but I've been really worried about the attitudes, to all of this, has been, ultimately, so, the wrestlers are much more concerned, about, the boys what Mm -hmm. the boys think and the actual thought of the fans are kind of neither here nor there it's like hang on a minute you cheer me now you can cheer me because i've gone over here as if we somehow got fealty to them um and i think and i think that's an issue Mm -hmm. and i think the idea of fans not being happy and this is why we're not happy rather than trying to use some sort of straw man argument of oh why don't you want me to be successful which is just fucking bollocks. It's well, we don't. Real, it's, it's answering the argument that you want to answer rather than the ones being put out there that WWE signing up lots of wrestlers yeah. is bad for British independent. I think wrestling.
1: it's often taken for granted that we're not a generation of independent wrestling fans who all watch, invest, and love WWE anymore. Yeah. Mm. That might have been going on when I don't know, like, CM Punk was signing with the WWE, and people were getting a bit more excited. You look at the turnoff of people when it comes to WWE mm. in the last few years. I don't know. Anyone who watches WWE week to week anymore, and I know a lot of wrestling fans. I speak to a lot of wrestling. Look fans. at the viewing figures. Tell that. Egg, story. I was about next coming back on Monday. I won't be watching it, and they'll all hail him and bow do. down to him. will. They will. Yeah. Sing along to No Chance, oh. and it'll probably be funny. Oh. But at the same time, like uh, th- this is happening t- over 20 years on, almost from the height of Austin McMahon. This is what they're going back to still. It's not you not being on TV, Vince. It's the fact that maybe you are on TV to pop a rating, and you go away the next week, and you carry on doing things the same over and over, and you don't look to invest in the long game or anything fresh creatively.
2: I mean, if you're excited about Baron Corbin kissing Vince McMahon's arse on Monday, then... You're kind of, at that point, you've really got to say, oh, are you an independent wrestling fan? Because <laughs> that, 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 for me, that's that's the kind of route that is. I mean, WWE is like this bizarre variety show that happens to have to include wrestling, almost against the, the will of what the owner
1: wants. Wow, we're not the audience anymore. No, we're
2: not, thank Christ. Don't <laughs> Imagine sitting through literally sitting through three hours of
1: raw. Progress only, Jim Smallman. So you're not the audience anymore, as well, mate. So you know, you better watch yourself. Yeah,
2: but whatever audience they're going for is not turning up. It's going away. It's 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 not quite there. Yeah, you know, they'll pop big houses for WrestleMania and, and the rest of it. But mm. you know, they've got the money from the TV deal, which is almost brings out the worst in them. Sorry, I've just gone on a massive anti <laughs> WWE rant. For the last like five.
0: Ah, it's always uh, relevant to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. WWE, WWE, don't let anyone fool you. They're the bad guys. That's the, uh, the the indies are the Rebel Alliance, and they're the uh, they're that's the, WWE. Are just no matter how many babies they kiss, and no matter how many wrestlers are going to tell you that that's the because that is many wrestlers' end goal. Um, you know, wrestlers like you said, they will try and change the goalpost, and will say things like, "Well, you know, why why do you not want us to get the WWE contracts?" And again, it's not about that. There's nothing wrong with fans wanting wanting wrestling to be good uh, and wanting independent yeah. wrestling to be good. Uh, and if WWE is going to come in, and uh, I'm I'm upset the scene and, and cause some of the, the problems that it, it, they may well cause uh, over this next year or so then it, it's fair to say if it's going to affect independent wrestling, what's wrong with independent wrestling Independent wrestling fans talking out and yeah, Justin Sizem good man, wouldn't have expected him to be the, the leader of the Rebel Alliance but uh, he's there in his cape uh, and he's tried.
2: He may not he may not be the hero we expected but he might be the one we need <laughs> indeed,
0: that's pretty much a good place to, to leave it uh, unless you guys have got anything else
2: no, all all good. Other than yeah, this last progress show not as good as the last couple we've seen. But I'll be interested still to see what happens on the Sheffield show when it comes out in approximately, let's say five days.
1: Do you reckon Glenn Joseph looks well on like Michael Cole? No, no, I don't reckon he does. <laughs> no. Maybe
0: he get him a like goatee. Could Cole? be goatee here, Michael Michael Cole.
1: Yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Like eighteen years ago, Michael Cole. okay
0: a <laughs> good way. Uh, before we go, I've got a couple of plugs just to, to mention. We've uh, got a couple of year endy type shows coming up. I mean, there is Progress Sheffield that we'll. I'm sure we'll all be watching on Christmas Day. So, you know, we could possibly re- review that at, the, at that point. But there's not a huge amount to, to talk about over the next couple of weeks. So, we've got a couple of special shows coming up. We're going to be, you two, Wales are going to be colliding. Uh, Joe and JP, uh, you're going to be teaming up with me, Martin Bushby and Ollie Court. We're going to be doing a big Year end of show, British Wrestling Experience slash Spotlight, if we are still a British wrestling show (laughs) at this point, doing a a combo (laughs) best of... Best of British and European wrestling. Um, we're going to do the awards that we did last year and do a, a big old show. You'll be able to catch that on the post-wrestling feed as well as here on the uh, indie Corner feed as well. So that'll be very similar to what we did last year with Martin. Um, again, the uh, the worlds are colliding there, so that should be fun. And the other one that I'm really looking forward to, we've not quite set a date yet, but around New Year's-ish, I think we're aiming for. We're going to do some form of Q&A show. Um I've decided to call it hashtag AskRevJoe, I think that's just the perfect name, uh, and we're going to take some questions from you guys, the audience, maybe I'll put that uh, that hashtag out there and people can ask us questions and we can maybe have a, uh, a couple of beers, uh, celebrate the end of the year and the bring in a 2019 and uh, have a big uh, off-topic discussion. Uh, sounds like fun to me.
2: What
0: could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I think a lot. If we're having a couple of beers, a lot of things could go oh, wrong. Tons. Uh, but yeah, like, to be determined.
2: Beer is. the stuff we say when we, when we haven't had a drink, let alone the stuff <laughs> we say we have.
1: And my tongue's about as loose as it gets before beer. <laughs> you
0: know. oh, oh, oh. Well, we're definitely getting you leathered then. Uh, but yeah, if anyone wants to get started early, uh, hashtag AskRevJoe is the hashtag. If you want to put any questions out there in the ether about British wrestling, European wrestling, World wrestling, EastEnders. Sopranos, Brookside.
1: My Christmas.
0: That'll, that'll do too. And questions that might get us in trouble, uh, I'd enjoy a few of those. Uh, oh, yeah. I might regret saying it, but I'm going to answer every question. Um, that could go badly. Uh, yeah. I'll try anyway, uh, we'll see how that how, how that rule sticks But yeah, that should be fun, that's coming up in the new year uh, Keep an eye out on theindycorner.com uh, There's a few things up there, I'm just about to post the uh, the latest Scraps and Claps review Which uh, covers title wrestling from Sunday uh, There's also a This Week in Puro looking at all Japan's world's strongest tag determination from Luke Hickey uh, There's a review of progressors Chapter 81 from Laura Brook Uh, pwg's hand of doom there's a review up there um from there oh sorry a preview of the card up there as well and another grabs and claps covering the progress northern weekender and like i say that aforementioned chapter 81 that we were unable to get to today anyway that's it for us for another show we'll be back very soon bye I'll get this edited, it won't be tonight, no, it'll be tomorrow night but, uh, Okay. Be should we we should
1: Okay. Wish everyone a Merry Christmas at the end. that oh, yeah. No, we'll do it on the year- we, sorry, I, saying it
3: nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't- I don't care. Do you? <laughs> do you, should we do a, a- no.
0: It's not us. Yeah. I hope yeah. everyone has a good New Year, maybe. Yeah. 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 What? tip top tat. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. Yeah,
2: <laughs> all of All of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alright, yeah. mate. Excellent. See you,
0: you guys. Yeah, I'll speak to yeah, you on bye Wednesday. Bye. Oh, yeah. bye.
3: See you. Andy. See ya. Cheers man.